all the Jeffs and all the anuses. <laughs> One day Finster's not going to post a photo for a week and we're going to be like inconsolable. No way. No way. That's your whole that, That's when we'll have to subscribe to the oh, OnlyFans. Oh, look at the, back, at the background mirror. Oh, hey, true. Oh, you think I'm going to not peep that? Are you kidding? Yo, what do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> it went from just being on my laptop screen <laughs> to being on out my big TV to, in in my house to, to being I on spent, this massive. I spent two thousand dollars on a TV just to display <laughs> Finster photos. <laughs> This week, All right. Hi, I'm Elsa Torek, and with me is... Bailey, and we are ranking all the Jeffs from Jeff 1 to Jeff 35 this week. Jeff 7. 7. The last number, Jeff of the Dynasty. Secret agent Or Dynasty. Jeff. Or din- Dynasty. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, did you, uh, did you stew on, on Jeff? Uh, have, are you coming to terms with this as being the last with the, number, Jeff, of this dynasty? Damn. We're about to say goodbye. I mean, I'm, it's it's been hard. It's been the, hard, you know. You know, we've had so many memorable people. Jeff Five, you know, Senate. Jeff Four. F- Jeff Four, yeah. Pretty beta, cool. Beta Orbiter himself. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Jeff Two. Yeah. Jeff Two. Jeff yeah, Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other ones. <laughs> yeah, and the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think, because you brought up something off-air, actually, last mm. week, about, like, I, I say that we don't have enough information. You said, well, you make the information, surely, right? And and that is true. Mm. But I, I want to be able to, like, explain the, kind of the process that I have, mm. right? When Totalis Rankia mentions Jeff, I always just jot down that date mm. and the time they, they mention him in the podcast, right? Yeah. And so, for example, Jeff 5... The dates that I have to work with with Jeff Five are two, uh, like, there's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different dates that I have to work with. Okay. So all I have to do is fill in the gaps in between those dates. Okay. Okay. Right? And that's a lot easier to do when you will have a lot of dates. Yeah. yeah. Right? But for Jeff, and then, like, for Jeff Six, and that's why I, yeah, last week you were like, oh, well, like, you said we don't have a lot of information on him. That's because he only gets mentioned by the podcast three times. Oh, okay. The first time he gets mentioned is with Valerian mm. when he's being sent back. The next time he's mentioned is with Posthumus when he defected <laughs> the other army. And the last time he's mentioned is with Aurelian. Right? So that's all I have to work with with him. Okay. So okay. I have to tie up how he gets to Valerian. How he, he gets, gets from to, Valerian to, to Posthumus. Posthumus and Posthumus to yeah. The so third there's a one. there's a ten year gap between Posthumus and Aurelian, mm-hmm. right? And I know that he doesn't go back in um, Claudius's episode. It would have been mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to assume that he was with Posthumus and then the whole time, and then when Posthumus got killed, and I made that whole thing where he he helped them kill yeah, uh, yeah. Marius and they took over. Yeah. That, sure, it wasn't mentioned, but it's not out of the realms of possibility. Yes. Yeah. Right? So that time and then the time with Jeff Four and that entire war, he would have been a part of it, but they didn't mention it. 
I got you. So those two things, so the whole the whole in-depth Marius assassination, mm-hmm. the really cool badass one, and then the war of Jeff Four, those two are not mentioned in the podcast at all. They're just what I've kind of what would have like tie in. What would have made would a made decent sense. amount of sense so for like, them getting from A to B. Yeah. So when we have Jeffs that have not a lot of information, what I mean is they're only mentioned on three dates. Okay. Right? Okay. So the less information is that if the more information I add, the more disingenuous it is. I got you. Right? Gotcha. So I, I work on I, – I have more information the more dates I have. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, this Jeff has exactly double the amount of dates as last episode. Okay. Which made it a lot easier to make this story. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm, and my assumption, at least, is that because, like, you, you like, know an, a nigh-inhuman amount about Rome, <laughs> um, that, like, when you say he goes from Valerian to Posthumus, it's not, okay, what were the cool things that happened no. between Valerian and Posthumus? Well, like, it's what would have made sense mm-hmm. for somebody who did go from hanging out with yeah. Valerian to hanging out with Posthumus. You know? We know that Jeff uh, Six... I can't remember. He was rather born in Syria or Rome. Mm-hmm. And we do know that, I think he was born in Rome. Rome, I think. And then he ended up going to Salonia. Because in the sources and historical material, mm-hmm. that is where Jeff could have met Valerian, because Valerian was stationed there. I so I brought Jeff to Salonia specifically so that he can be with Valerian yeah, in... Yeah. in uh, in when in he gets a, captured yeah, in Persia, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's just matching things up to that. We know he doesn't go to Gallienus, so I have to find a way to tie him in going to Posthumus. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? And then, so, a lot of the middle stuff is all kind of made up to make the story better. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, like, it's made up as in, like, it, I, like we said, like, that's literally a an hour ago. Like, it's it's largely historical fiction. Yeah. Where it's, like, things were happening during this time. Yeah. Which things was Jeff involved in? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I hope that, like, helps... Just like clarify, the, yeah, clarify the process. Yep, no, of totally. why some Jeffs have less than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no, it's, it's all Totalis Rankium's fault. Thank you. So if if you guys have a Jeff that is not that broad and we don't have a lot on him, and for some reason he's your favorite, you can email uh, Totalis yeah, Rankium e- email at gmail.com. Here is uh, Rob's personal uh, <laughs> email. Yeah, and that'll phone be number? Uh, 778 <laughs> That's our area code. That's our area code. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, everyone in that, all my personal people that know, think uh, live in Vancouver, so it's they close did. enough. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah, fine. That's all you'll ever know. It's Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. Canadia. All right. Are you ready? Let's rock and roll. Born at the end of 215 to Jeff 6. In Dalmatia. Wait, wasn't Jeff Six born in 200? No. Uh, that was, was that... Jeff Five. Oh, I was Five. Okay, yeah. okay. Jeff Six was born in 225, if I can remember correctly. Wait, Jeff Six was? Jeff Six was born 225. Didn't you just say 215? Two, yeah, 251. Oh, okay. <laughs> 251 is when... <coughs> I thought you said 215. Yeah, so it's 200 for Jeff Five. Yeah, yeah, no, 25 yeah. 25 years later... Yeah, that's born. That's what I thought it was. Twenty six years later, his. I was like, yeah. "How was he born like naked twelve <laughs> years before his dad?" Yeah, I realize we just went over this whole thing of its yeah. historical fiction, but really, he was born in Salonia. 
which is the first time we have a Jeff born outside, outside of Rome of and Syria. And Rome, Because yeah. we have a two Jeffs born in Rome. Yes. Uh, Jeff five and six. Yeah. And then we've had the rest of them were all Syria. Right? Yeah. And uh, he already had a sister at the time that was three years old. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I might do it next week. I actually have pictures of three of the Jeff women. Oh, okay. I just they're just they're women, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Just one of those things. And not on that. Not forget, high on yeah, priority yeah, yeah. List. yeah, exactly. And and it, for them, it's like I literally don't have anything else other than that they existed. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. that's why they're not getting episodes. Not because we're horribly sexist, which we are. But yeah, that's not that's the just reason. Not the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we don't see someone Jeff. else is gonna do a Rexy pod ranking all the Jeffinas <laughs> based off all our, four of them. Our uh, references to them. <laughs> Jeff, who would win? <laughs> Just surely it would be Jeff, you know, the youngest, because mm. she had the longest dynasty. Probably she had the most amount of men that came after her. I mean, you make you make a good point. Yeah. Uh, the next time we see him is fourteen years later. All right, twenty. He's fourteen. No two. No, no. I have that two fifteen number in my head still. No, it was two fifty one. Two fifty one. Two sixty five. Two sixty five. All right. Ah, uh, the youngest that Jeff becomes relevant. Um, no, remember, because uh, Jeff oh, no, six, 6 left six at, was 13. at 13. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Um, and he was already working for local shops and vendors. Ooh. Now, this was not by was, choice. Uh, because earlier that year, news had came in. Hoped. Well, because money stopped coming in, right? Hmm. The money was coming in from, their, from his father. Yeah, yeah. Who was bringing money in from the army. But news came in that his father had defected the Roman Empire, and is oh, now, yeah. which, now. doing the research made me think, well, he did just screw over his family there yeah. a little bit. Yeah, oh, wow, I didn't, even, I didn't even, like, think that was a thing. Yeah, all right, okay. we definitely dropped a ball there, but we'll just bring it up when, in the rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, 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 it'll one little negative there. against them there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to be fair, the Jeffs have had a bad, like, they've been bad at being parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last, like, what, three of yeah. them have been like, yeah, they found a woman, had a kid, and never saw them exactly. again. <laughs> That's why I think it's purely for reproduction Lineage, reasons, Except yeah. for Jeff Six, who had all, like, 800 concubines of his. Well, um, but he didn't have any kids with them. <laughs> no, well, we don't know that. <laughs> he was also, like, 60 when he started collecting them. Oh, yeah, that's right. All <laughs> 95 of his concubines. Um, so this forced Jeff to work at a young age in order to bring some money in. Mm-hmm. Because at this time, their mother was ill. I feel like we've kind of gone back to, like, Jeff 2. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's, again, that's one of the things that we could possibly say against Jeff 6 in the rounds. That as much as, like... This beginning part, he should have thought a bit more about how this would treat his family. Maybe like, maybe stop by because it's on the way and pick him up and that go to the goal. Nice. But no, definitely not. It's Jeff two the third. <laughs> Jeff two the third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeffia the youngest was taking care of their mother because Jeffia the elder is uh, Jeff uh, six's sister. Yes. Yes. Right? But her condition was getting worse. And in one, in 269, 269. Nice, 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 nice. Messed up every number there. (laughs) Their mother finally succumbed to her illness and passed away. Oh, less nice. Yeah, less nice. (laughs) So they're about, they're about uh, 18. He's about 18 here. Yeah. And um, Jeff decided to stay in the city until around 275 Mm. until uh, Jeffia got married. Okay. And that's when he decided he wanted to leave. 
right? He's already like oh, twenty, mid- early twenties, twenty four, yeah. And he he like God. really hasn't started his career much, right? Yeah. So, but a lot of stuff happened at once that would spur Jeff into action. For one, he received news earlier that year that his father had came back to the Empire and was oh. currently with Valerian. Ah. Not Valerian. He's dead. He's a hat stand no. in, in Purge. The other one. <laughs> uh, Aurelian. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tired. <laughs> Tired. But we both are. We yeah. both are. Um, we'll be trying our best. <laughs> only a few weeks after that, Jeff heard of the assassination of Aurelian. Uh. The unfortunate coup of the guy who just protected his own skin. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? So... He heard that a man named Tacitus was in charge, and he's new, right? Who Tacitus? He's a, yeah, he just a yeah, he's a random okay. random guy, old guy. Did the army forced the Senate to choose the emperor ah. because they realized that if we choose an emperor, that guy will be killed immediately because he something they think he killed Aurelian, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like back and forth with the Senate. We're like, no, you guys choose. And the, oh, and no, the, please. the, the army was like, you guys think you have a choice. You have to choose. Yeah, we yeah. have the sharp things. You choose. Right? <laughs> and all the money. Yeah. And his first decree was to raise the pay of the... Well, actually, Tacitus is only known for one thing. And Raising is, the pay of the... That is for Tacitus. Have you ever heard of Tacitus? No. He's one of the most well-known Roman sources of all time. Like, he's possibly the greatest Roman source. Roman source? Source. Our historical historian. Oh, source. book. Book. Source. Yeah. This source? is not that source? Tacitus. Oh, instead of saying source, source, I'm going to start saying Tacitus. Tacitus? Yeah. Well, Tacitus, <laughs> the emperor, in order to gain legitimacy, started bringing back the texts from Tacitus to be like, hey, look at, look at, like, look at this great historian we all like. Wait, so and Tacitus is a place too? No, Tacitus is bringing the source material that yes. was at this point basically gone from the historian Tacitus oh, to light. Oh, there's an emperor Tacitus and, and then a historian, historian Tacitus. Tacitus. And all right. this Tacitus, Ooh. the only Ooh. reason that he is at all notable in history is he's the reason that Tacitus's texts still survive. <sighs> Confusing, <right>. huh? Yeah. <laughs> How many um, more duplicate yeah. names are there going to be in this episode? That's it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Actually, there's about three Maxes, <laughs> but they're Ooh. all pronounced slightly differently. So, uh, that's we'll I, you know, I can sometimes discern between kanji yeah, it'll pitch be accent. <laughs> it should be okay. So Jeff decided to leave Salonia at this time, not realizing that his father was only a few months away from returning mm. to Salonia, right? Like ships in the night. Yeah. Uh, in uh, 267... Jeff heard on his way to the east that a general uh, under Aurelian... 276? 276. Okay. So 267. Yeah. 276. Nope. 276. I cannot do numbers today. Damn. What is happening? It's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> whenever, the, whenever the timeline jumps back in time, I'll, I'll take, I'll take a quick... You'll switch the last two letters, what, the numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll take a quick glance at like the document and see if I can find a number yeah. on there and go, are you... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, until you say Jeff found a time machine, then I'll just give up. He said, he said, he heard that Aurelian's general Probus had revolted against Florianus. Ah. Because Tacitus is dead already. Yes. 
He only Tacitus lasted a few months. Tacitus the Emperor. Yeah. Tacitus the Emperor. Historian alive? So his brother, no, his, his, his historian died like a couple hundred years earlier. Oh, That's okay. what he was trying to do. He was trying to bring back. Oh, he's just bringing back the yeah. text. So not he's the... the reason we do have Tacitus today, which is nice. I gotcha. I uh, gotcha. That is like, it, it cannot be understated that that is really good. Mm. That's just, that's the only thing he did. Yeah, yeah. We do know that he also liked glassware. Uh, that's, that's like one of the random things. That's cool. Florianus was Tacitus's younger brother. And there is rumors that Tacitus was killed by the troops on Florianus's orders. Ah. Yeah. Um, so Probus comes and Florianus is killed by the soldiers on Probus's orders. That was quick. Yeah. Uh, he lasted even less. So, and then as Jeff arrived... <laughs> Quintilius Corps. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't until Jeff arrived in Asia Minor, which is the bottom left part of Turkey. Yes. Uh, so the Mediterranean bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he heard that Florianus was dead and that Probus had been declared emperor. Woo! Woo, Probus! Alien emperor. Exactly. Yo, the aliens are real, by the way. And that is Probus. He actually kind of looks like an alien. Yeah, I'll show you him later. <laughs> He's just going to be like a POC. Like, <laughs> Bailey! <laughs> uh, a few weeks after he arrived into Probus's camp, he was introduced to a man named Aper. Yes. Aper. Yeah. All the names that I'm about to say, don't like. Don't worry about keeping them all in your mind. We'll get back to all of them. Don't worry. I didn't plan yeah. to. <laughs> but they will be quite heavy here, names. Okay. This possibly might be the most heavy episode for names. That's fine. But we will be mentioning these guys a lot, so you'll get, you'll get to know them. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aper was a high-up general in the army under Probus. Okay. Uh, some people say he was the Praetorian prefect. Uh, I couldn't find that anywhere, so I don't know where that is. Um, Many people have been saying. Yeah. Uh, and he's the one who personally welcomed Jeff in because, again, the Jeff family name is still a thing. He is senatorial yeah, class. A, yeah, yeah. doesn't matter if he just left. He was senatorial class when he was in Salonia. Mm-hmm. He was, his family, like, there's a good chance that he would have been part of the Senate in Salonia mm. because there is Senates in every major city. It's just the Roman Senate's the strongest one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even at, like, 17, 20, or 20, whatever he was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you can join as soon as you become a man. And a man is not when it is. It's just whenever your father decides. And since his father was gone, it's basically when he decides. Yeah. Right? <laughs> was born a man. Yeah. Man, the world's first infant senator. So, of course, Jeff was instated as an officer. Hmm. Uh, he met some other people in the camp. Two, like, factions in the camp. The first faction was the Capulets led... and the Montagues. Almost close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm right. kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, the first faction were a group of individuals that weren't really happy with Probus. Mm. It was led by a man named Carinus. It was led by a man named Carus and his son Carinus. Ah, yes, there we go. Now uh, it makes but sense. But Jeff didn't think much of it because Aper was pretty cool with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's whatever. On the other side, he, he was sitting, eating lunch one day when a group of men kind of just sat at his table. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, uh, they introduced school. themselves. The, the leader of the group introduced himself as Diocles. Oh, that's a name that sounds like it. I've heard of it. Yeah? <laughs> so in other words, things aren't going to go well for Provis. <laughs> from uh, from uh, being able to hear a name and go, fuck, oh no, that sounds yeah. relevant. Well, because Diocles does change his name. Ah, okay. To something that is even more noticeable. Okay. okay. So, 
Constantine. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and he rules for 700 years. Yes. Until 1453 when the Roman Empire crumbles. Because the last Roman Emperor is Constantine the 11th. Ah. So we could just say it's just him the whole time. Oh, I thought it was Nero. Nero is the, the was like... fifth emperor of Rome. Oh. At least 175. I, we even went over that. But for, I thought I thought the saying was like the dude fiddled while Rome, Rome burned. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rome burned. Oh. It's the city of Rome burning. Yeah. That's what uh, it comes Romulus in. Augustulus is the last Western Roman emperor. Mm. And we'll get to him in about five, six Jeffs. Okay. And then the in about 30 Jeffs, we'll get to uh, Constantine the 11th. All right. Uh, in more like 45 to 50 Jeffs, actually, because there's 59 Jeffs altogether. Ah. It's just 35 numbered Jeffs. Sounds good. So, yeah. Um, and sitting next to Diocles was Aper. Hi, Aper. What's up? dude. Hassad, dude. And uh, a few other group, in, other men in the group introduced themselves. One, a, na- a man named Maximian. Mm. He was kind of a boorish man, kind of bigger, yeah, big yeah. jawed, yeah. A bear. A bear, a, yeah. Uh, like another man named Galerius. He uh, he seemed a lot, really angry all the time. In mm. Jeff's opinion, Jeff wasn't a big fan of him. Um, I feel like we're about to like list off the people who the fucking ah the like demon warlords in Warhammer 40k are based <laughs> off of. Like, is this Maybe. just Agron? We'll see. <laughs> and then there was two other people that introduced himself, but Jeff couldn't get a good read on them. One of them named Constantius. Mm. And the other one named Severus. Hold on, <laughs> that's a name. Yeah. As oh, I guess, I guess I'm think in my head for whatever reason I like filled in the detail of like when the Severus Septimius Severus Septimius Severus. He's like, the only one. <laughs> yeah, or even just like when he like fell from power or whatever. Um, his whole family just died. No. Well, this guy's not related. Oh, there okay. is like forty names altogether in all of Roman history combined. Oh, so not a ton, yeah, not so a ton of the, variety, and not to mention all the people I just mentioned. Their first names are all Flavius, <laughs> every single one of them. Flav, Flav, Flavius Flavortown. Yeah. Ah, uh, no, actually, Guy Fieri. He right. was kind of sucks now, which is too bad. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know that's that's the that's the first one I'm really broken up about. Probus and the army went towards Gaul. They were going to deal with some barbarians there. Uh, Along the way, Constantius... By barbarians, do they just mean the citizens of Gaul? (laughs) No, not quite. All right, okay. (laughs) Um, Probus dropped off Constantius at this time in the region to take care of things and uh, continued to fight some barbarian tribes. Probus (laughs) and the army, so Jeff was in the army at this stage, Mm -hmm. but he's probably at this stage not doing as much as he will do in the future. He said he was like an officer or something? He is an officer, He kind of got to skip like foot soldier or whatever. Um, they, he fought successfully against the Alamanni, the Burgundians, and the Vandals. Ah. Yes. All of them in a bit of a pitch battle. Successes in all, all categories. Okay. Yeah, like nothing, nothing huge. Just yeah. kind of like, they were, they were just like yeah. little tribes. It was kind of obvious they were well, going to win. the Alamanni have been, have been invading since, uh, Marcus Aurelius. Oh, okay. Right? Um, and then Not the Vandals... Not Yeah, the Vandals are newer, and the Burgundians have been a while in the background, but I just never... They're never a big enough thing to mention yeah, more yeah. than this one time. But I assume all these battles weren't really, like... You're not having, yeah. They're not relevant, like, like they're not like Clodius and Severus's battle of like yeah. yeah. It was it was like Rome was kind of expected sides. to win. Win. They were just yeah, kind yeah. of cleaning up the fodder. Yeah, especially since Aurelian just wiped the floor with a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's just cleanup. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, when he, like, went yeah. through and just, like, mm-hmm. pff, leveled everything and said, yeah. this is how it's going to be. And was cool. And stay down. Damn right. <laughs> um, and then on the way back to the east, uh, they also took down three usurpers. So, cool. No, no... Um, there is also the history and of three usurpers' names: Jeff thirteen, Jeff fourteen, and, and Jeff fifty. I wish <laughs> that would have been cool. Where's yeah. the Jeff treason arc? He did everything right, and they indicted him. We'll get to that. Um, That's my new favorite Trump quote. <laughs> I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> yeah. J- uh, Trump's episode is going to be four episodes. Only four? <laughs> yeah, for now. I could probably do a fucking 70-episode podcast on his fucking storied career. Yeah. He's my favorite president. I know. He's so cool. <laughs> uh, He's hot. Anyway. Yeah, he was hot. You're right. Was? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> in mid-282, mm-hmm. um, they arrived uh, in the, the province 80s. of Pannonia. Yeah, they all got like pencil-thin mustaches and, <laughs> and, uh, and mullets are coming into fashion. And they all hate hippies. Yeah. Um, they arrived in the province of Pannonia. <laughs> Mullets are coming into fashion. You mean today? <laughs> yep. All right. No, cool. so we're, we're waiting for the 80s then. Ah, uh, the, the people yes, are, yes. They're jumping the gun a bit earlier. Fair. Yeah, fair. we should all be having like buzz cuts. The internet cuts. has really accelerated. Buzz cuts with like little mustaches like that. You mean little you mustaches know? like this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you picture at like, home. That's what in like the... 15 years we'll have that. <laughs> um, anyway, they're in Pannonia. Yeah, Pannonia is actually right beside Dalmatia. And okay. Jeff got news that his father was actually in Salonia, so Jeff was planning on taking a trip to see his father. Mm-hmm. But in October of 282, Jeff and Maximian, who have become really good friends. Mm. Now, this is going to be something that's consistent. And Jeff met Maximian in the army? In, yeah, he met the, at the table. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes. Now, this is the one thing about Jeff, is this Jeff is possibly the most loyal Jeff that Ooh. we will ever cover. Respectable. Yeah. He, loyalty. Maximian and Jeff are going to be together for the rest of this podcast, the episode. Rest of their lives. Rest of, yeah, for the most part. You know, till death do them part. Yeah. In sickness and in health. Yeah, no, they are, this is, this is one of the only times (laughs) where I, I am totally okay with them having a loving relationship. Like, like, uh, uh, him not being, like, yeah. asexual. Hey, I, they're in love. <laughs> there is, there's a reason this is the last Jeff in the dynasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were chatting together at a table, just, you know. And they saw Carus and Aper walking down with a group of armed guards. Aper, the general of the, general, the army. The man who and, showed Jeff around and introduced him to everybody. And Karis, the leader of the faction that doesn't like Probus. Probus faction, that's what it was. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So the Diocletian, uh, sorry, Diocles and Maximian, they're part of the Probus faction. Yes. Where Karis... And presumably Jeff is too. Yeah. Well, Jeff, yeah, he's like kind of, this is a few years. There's about, They've been together for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. That's how long Jeff's been in the army now. Okay. Already. Right? Ooh, we're just flying through time. Yeah. Um, Man, that, that Tempest Ageo score is getting up there already. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's actually quite old by now, isn't he? But, yeah, he'd, be uh, like, he'd be like 32, 30, like yeah, early 30s. Late, late 30s. Yeah, early, late 30s, yeah. Somewhere there. Um, well, Probus was forcing all of the soldiers, because there was a lot of downtime now. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of got a grip on all the rebellions, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like been chill. Yeah, yeah, so just maintenance. He's been, in order to keep the soldiers busy and not revolting, he's had them working on building projects. Ah. Soldiers, they're not construction workers, they said. Karus, 
heard that and said, you're right, you're not construction workers. And so they went to Probus's tent to have a nice word with him. Ah. Later that day... How many swords were in this word? Quite a lot, actually. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Later that day, Karis was declared emperor. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that, was a, that must have been a very diplomatic conversation. Exactly. Probus's body was tossed away. Eh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Diocles and the group decided to lay low. Diocles and the group is my favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> fucked up to name your band. Like, what's up? Where Josie the- and the group? <laughs> Karis decided that the first thing they were going to do is stop all Raise the building the pe- projects Lower and the pe- go get back Valerian. Oh, oh. We, have been trying, we have been trying to do this for a while now, and it just has not been working. And just to make sure I'm remembering correctly, Valerian. Isn't actually alive right no, now. No, he's a hat stand. He's a hat stand. Yeah, they want their hat stand back. And a footrest. And a footrest. They want him back. All right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they, they're moving into a new apartment. Exactly. They want some furnishings. So Karis sent his son Carinus to Rome and elevated him to the uh, to co-emperor. And then he also elevated his other son, Numerian, to Caesar. There we go. Carinus can just do that? Oh, no, he's emperor. He's yeah, emperor. He's emperor can do it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Car- So Carinus is the elder brother in Rome. Carus yeah. and Numerian are going to the east. Gotcha. To take back Valerian. At this time, Aper and Diocles approach Jeff. Maximian was standing with them, which made Jeff be like, okay, this, this, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on? In their home, they moved in together. Yeah. So they approach Jeff. Aper had been made Praetorian prefect under Carus. Uh, because of his help on taking down Probus, mm. right? So we definitely know that right now he's he's definitely the Praetorian Prefect. Yes. Right? This gave him even more power, Aper. Aper and Diocles explained that Aper should be the emperor. Because Carus, like, come on, right? Like, look I at like the, the Praetorian Prefect to Emperor pipeline is pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, right? And, um... Since their power base has been getting lower, because at this point, Galerius, the man who was sitting with them, and Severus, mm-hmm. they were dropped off as well. Because it was very clear that Carus was trying to disperse this group. Mm-hmm. Um, Aper then elevated Jeff to the second in command of the guard. Okay. Yes. Uh, the guard being the emperor's, the emperor's guard. Emperor's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And gave Diocles the Praetorian prefect spot, right? Because he's like, you be there, I'm good to be behind the throne, controlling, And you know, I was actually, I was just gonna say, like, why do any of these people, like, want to be, like, emperor or Praetorian prefect when you just put, like, a, like, a seven-hour to (laughs) five-year timer on your life? (laughs) It's just... When it's, like, you can maintain similar power. Or it doesn't happen, though, right? Or you reign 16 years, like Severus did. Right? Yeah. I, it's, that feels like, what's that been? Like, seven of them in the <laughs> yeah, last but 400 they, none years? None of them think that that's going to happen to them. I guess. They're they're, all they all think men. they're built different. Yeah, right? They're built differently. So now Diocles is the head of the guard. Aper is the right-hand man to Karis. Mm-hmm. Jeff is... Right-hand man being different from co-emperor? Yes. Okay. Because Aper's not the emperor. Oh, yes, yes. It is Karis, yes. Carinus, and Numerian. 
Yes. They're the people in charge. I gotcha, I gotcha, right? I gotcha. Maximian was already a high-ranking officer, so now they have fully infiltrated the guard and the people around Karis. Infiltrated? Oh, yeah, because they were the pro-probius faction. They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was trying to get rid of them, which is why they got rid of Galerius and Severus at the mm-hmm. stage, right? In 283, so a year later, the army headed into Mesopotamia and headed oh, all like... the way to the city of Tessaphon. I don't know, just like 32. Okay. Yeah. He headed all the way to the city of Tessaphon. And they got to the city, and they won the siege. Uh, and yeah. they sacked the city. Yeah, you yeah. Get no other things on that siege. Is there any? Why did they want to siege it? Because now they have Valerian the Hat Stand back. Oh yeah, he has been avenged. Hey. So they get him under their arm and they walk back. You know, and as they're picking up camp, Diocles pulled Jeff aside, saying he had a plan. Ah. Jeff asked if Aper knew about the plan. And Diocles just winked at him. And then turned away. Oh. All right. (laughs) In July of 283, it was a rainy day. Nice, say, thundering and lightning Uh, all over the skies. How cool. Wow, this sure is setting a scene. Jeff and Maximian were guarding the emperor's tent on either side of the tent. Flaps, they were there. And all of a sudden... Does Carinus know? Carinus is in Rome still. Oh, never mind, okay. Yeah. Karis doesn't know anything that's about to happen to him. I'm at Karis. Yeah. All right. Karis was in the emperor's tent when all of a sudden lightning came down from the sky, went through his tent, and hit him. (laughs) <laughs> killing him instantly. And that was the plan. Karis is known as the Roman Emperor who got hit by lightning. Oh! Oh, wait, that's... Oh, that's just... That wasn't even, like, a, a euphemism. No. Or, oh, no, he's just... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> People began to gather around the tent, and as the smoke settled, Diocles and Aper walked out of the tent, probably wiping the blood off their sword. Oh. <laughs> most likely that story never happened most likely it was just Aper and Diocles who killed him uh, nah, right? lightning. But, but I think it's cool to think that lightning hits it no one walks in but the guards don't the, the regular soldiers don't see that because mm. they all gather after yeah, but yeah, Maximian yeah. and Jeff both know that no one's walked in there since <laughs> and Aper and Diocles walk out right and they announce yeah, it's weird guys apparently when lightning hits you it looks like a sword stabbed him yeah no, and it was immediately announced on the spot that Numerian is no longer Caesar. He is now emperor. Ah. Numerian, Numerian. Yes. <sighs> Numerian was declared emperor and Carinus was already the emperor in Rome. There's still two emperors. This is why Carus' plan worked. He's already got the heirs, right? Look at that. Simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Heading back into Roman territory, Aper approached Jeff. He promised Jeff a massive amount of money to side with him on whatever conflict happens in the future. There we go. Banger. Jeff took the money. As you should. As you should. At this stage, Numerian got an eye infection and spent all of his time in the tent. And the only person that was allowed to see Numerian was Aper. (laughs) He was the only one allowed in and out of the tent. What's what's, what's wrong? Was... (laughs) 
Are you are, are you trying to are you I, I indicating just, I've seen, that you I've think, seen season one of JoJo's is all I'm saying. Are you trying to indicate that you think something bad's happened to Namarian? No, not at all. I just I it's think, just an eye infection. Yeah, yeah. I just he's just you know April's just bringing him his medicine. Yeah, you're just not allowed in there with him. Yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah. It's because they're lovers. Exactly. Exactly. This should have been our Pride Month episode. Exactly. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Je- Jeff was one of the two guards that was always outside of the tent guarding it. Mm-hmm. And it always mixed between Maximian and a couple other soldiers, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Ma- Maximian, by this point, didn't need to be the guard. He just liked Jeff's company. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Exactly. Eventually, as they walked into the Roman Empire, by the way, they left the statue of Valerian behind because yeah. they were too busy with the dead emperor. So now they, they don't actually have Valerian yet. They just left him in a field, and the Persians just grabbed ooh, him. Yeah. Ooh, that's um, ooh. Now, we won't get to it, but he does, he does come back. They do get Valerian, but because Jeff is not on that side of the Empire for the rest of it, mm. this this Jeff barely goes to the East. Okay, okay. Right? We usually, all of our Jeffs usually are in the East. This is basically it. So we usually, he, he spends most of the time, if not all of it, in the West, which we don't, this is the first, like, besides Jeff Six a little bit with the whole Gallic Empire, this is one of the first times we spend most of the episode in Spain, Africa, Egypt, uh, and uh, Italy. And, okay, and it's Gulf, the first, like, right? non-weeb Jeff. Yeah. Um, eventually, the smell of the tent began too much for everyone to, to not notice. A stench was wafting out from the tent. And eventually, and his eye is really bad. Eventually, a green liquid began to seep out from the underneath the tent. I mean, did, did Aper just leave? <laughs> no, he was still going in and out. Um, Maximian and Jeff saw the green liquid, and they knew what was going on. Right? They're the ones. Man, that uh, tent is no good. Yeah, and they're also they're like, I think it's something wrong with this tent, disgusting, guys. Maximian says, and Jeff's <laughs> like, Yeah, it is. And Maximian's like, Man, I bet you any money you wouldn't lick that. And Jeff's like. Are you kidding me? I'll lick how much money? And then they, uh, un, we don't know how much. Yo, Denji Jeff reference. then goes down and licks the green liquid coming out. He then proceeds to puke everywhere. And that's where we get the picture <laughs> of Jeff Seven. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, he's actually like, he's like a pretty good looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he still looks has a, little... a bit of that ginger flair. He has a little bit of a goatee going he, on. He, I admit, he does look a little bit default character creator. Yeah, but that's Jeff. But surely. like, yeah, no, that no, it, it fits him. It and you see like a little him. bit of the red flair from his father. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Clearly, his mother had brown hair. Fair, fair. Yeah, no, and this is honestly, this is the most expensive picture I ever had commissioned. <laughs> uh, it, was it looks two, nice. Two eighty, yeah. Uh, but it was, yeah, no, love it. One of my favorite jet features. Very really nice, good. very nice. Uh, the shield's not historically accurate, but <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, it has, like, giant black spikes. And is that, like, is that, like, <laughs> a portal on it? Or? It is, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the game portal? Ah, it, it, yes. That's one of the openings, is his ah, shield. You run through his shield. That's cool. Yeah. It, it helps get enemies. Because when they attack him, he just turns the portal on. They go right into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they fall oh, right that's, into like, it. a really cool concept for a weapon. That is, right? Fuck. Um, in Anatolia, the gig was up. The troops surrounded the tent and forced them to open up and, and show the emperor. Oh, no. At this stage, the body of Numerian was shown to everybody. Oh, no. Aper announced that the emperor had been killed. <laughs> <laughs> At this stage, Diocles steps forward and unsheaths his sword. 
He points the sword at Aper and says, It was he who contrived Numerian's death. <gasps> Maximian and Jeff both took out their swords at this time, and Aper wide-eyed looked at Jeff, because he bribed Jeff for this exact reason. But Jeff went to Diocles. Oh, I thought you meant in defense. He, Aper <gasps> paid Jeff money to Yo. side with him if this ever happened. Yeah, but I'll, I, I assume Jeff doesn't have a death wish. Yeah, right? But to be fair, it would have been two on two. Because the army doesn't know. Right? I, I, maybe maybe this is me looking at it with, like, a modern education. <laughs> None um, of them had any education. That corpse is fucking rotted to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, right. Di- Jeff stood behind Diocles, smiling to himself. Staring Got at that Aper. bag. Yeah. Di- uh, Maximian on the other side of Diocles. So we have Diocles standing there, Jeff on one side, Maximian on the other. 3v1. 3v1. And Diocles himself rushed forward and stabbed Aether. Aether? Oh. Aper. 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 Aper? Aper. <laughs> Killing him. Saying, yes, get in my son. Wait, no, he didn't say that. What? <laughs> no, uh, in the podcast they, they said, and ah. I quote, get in my son, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, uh, yeah. interesting. Um, Maximian and Jeff both cheered and immediately proclaimed Diocles Emperor. Woo! Diocles changed his name to Diocletian. Constantine. Oh. Diocletian. Who is my favorite Roman emperor. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Which is why I know so much about the time period. That's right, that's right. right. He, yeah. Diocletian had been thinking about what needed to be done in the empire. And he realized that he, he made a list. And he realized that after looking at that list, he realized that everything needed to be fixed. Everything. Are they still dealing with like rampant inflation? This is still rampant inflation. I'm okay. not mentioning it, but there are still revolts happening. There are still barbarian invasions. Yeah, yeah. It, Aurelian brought it all together, but he did not fix it. Mm. Right? There is still all this stuff happening in the background. But he could have... Well, Diocletian... He... Only a few times in history you get someone who thinks like Diocletian. Mm. Right? In the podcast, they said it brilliantly. Valerian, Gallienus, Probus, and Aurelian. They are all big names that help the crisis get through. Right? Yeah, yeah. But... So they, they, they... saw problems and they rushed and they solved it and for the most part the four of them together were pretty successful pretty successful but Diocletian was a bigger picture kind of guy Mm. he realized that with all the problems he needed to change everything to revamp everything ooh right he realized that we basically need to build a new empire from the ground Ah. he is commonly referred to as the second Augustus Oh, shit. Because okay. of how much he does. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so I'm not going to go into it. Diocles, with the help of Jeff and everyone, fight Carinus, because Carinus is still alive in Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes to avenge his father and brother, and he loses in battle to Diocles. When Gets Diocles cooked. was heavily outnumbered, and it was treachery at the last moment, because... Oh, it was like 300! Well, well, Carinus had, had, a, had a general named Constantius with him. Hmm. Constantius is part of Diocles' group. So he defected and he paid oh, okay. for another... Yeah, so he defected yeah. and it ruined Carinus and he lost and died. Shocking. Okay. Man, that little, like, 
triumvirate family just kind of sucked. It did suck. They're most commonly referred to as one of the worst. They're the <laughs> best since the Gordians. <laughs> but at least Gordian bar. three like did something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Carinus did sack Tessaphon. We just have no information at As all. What happened? At all, right? So it, it makes it hard. So it could have been like super easy, right? There could have been nobody in the in the east. The change that Diocletian brings is very intense. Militarily, economically, politically, and religiously, he changes everything. Ah, uh, Christianity. No. Ah. Uh. No, actually the opposite. First of all, he splits the legions up and doubles them. So, we now have smaller armies in general, but they're more maneuverable, mm. right? And so, if an enemy invades, yes, maybe the army's not big enough to stop the invasion, but that army can now follow the enemy army into Roman territory where the other armies all can, can converge on that army quickly and destroy it. Okay. Right? Uh, I believe it's called defense in depth is, is what the edict was kind of called. Um, this allowed armies to move faster, to intercept incoming enemies, and also revolts wouldn't happen en enough, right? Because... In order to revolt, you have to have kind of a bigger army, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. He okay. expanded the army from around 400,000, which was how much the Romans currently had, yeah, yeah. to around 580,000. Okay. Right? It got 1. to a 5. point where basically one out of every 15 men was in the army in the Roman Empire. Fuck. Right? So it's pretty... Uh, which he does get some hate for from some sources. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think... Overall, it's fine. Roman coinage was worthless at this time. So Diocletian didn't solve the problem, but he didn't make it easier. He added new coins, just new coins altogether. Created his own little currencies that oh. were separate to the ones that were already there. So okay. the other ones still worked, except he just added some more, right? And uh, he added like he, new coins and new values to those coins. I was going to say, it's not he just like printed more money. No, it's, he added new values. It, yeah. He added a $5 bill to the economy yeah. when they didn't have one before. Now, he attempted to put in these reforms, but a lot of them economically didn't work. Yeah, that's difficult to do. It is. Now, next week, I've, we, I've already decided which three groups of barbarians we're going to be going into. We're only okay. going to go into three because we can go into so many, but I've chosen the ones that are going to be with us from here until the end. Okay. The only ones, there's only one group that I'll cover when we get to them. I just don't want to spoil them because you will know who they are. All right, cool. Um, but we are going to go over the Goths, the Vandals, and the Franks. Oh, cool. These, I was, I was scared to try and predict it because I was like, oh, I want to say Goths and Vandals, but what if they're not? Yeah, yeah, no, you got be, it. Yeah. No, cool. Those and then, are, so those are the- And then, eh, Franks. Uh, yeah, the Franks only because of the very end of the podcast, but I think it's good to know- a little bit more about each of them from yeah, their yeah. origins as tribes, and that's what we'll do. We have small the two hot ones, and then the French. The French, yeah. The proto. This is this is the proto beta French. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Man, wish they like worked up the kinks a bit more. <laughs> but after that, because I'm only gonna do a brief history on them, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try and make it as much as like I can, and and I want people to learn from it. Yeah, yeah. But the first two Jeffs will be like the Jeffs we do next week. They'll be done in like 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, both of them will be done in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll rank them and we'll get into them. After that, for you specifically, I'm going to explain the economy of Rome. 
Oh, because lovely. I know you you've been asking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's been a so, topic that I think would a be helpful to know, so I yeah. have like an idea of how like the politics are moving. Yeah, and b just seems interesting. Yeah, we will go over the edict on maximum prices, where he forces the merchants to only charge a certain amount of money. Okay. Doesn't work. Okay, obviously it's hard to regulate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will go into his barter systems that he makes and all of, all of his reforms economically and the coinage. That, that he has to deal with. Yeah? Mm. So, and I feel like that'll be a good topic for, for you specifically and people who want to know more about the economics of this time. Okay. Although, Totalis Rankium does have a good episode. I believe it's... Not to spoil, but in Severus's two, Severus II's reign episode, that episode, they have the whole Diocletian's... Uh, uh, edicts? Edicts on maximum prices, and they play a little game... You get if you guys anyway, yeah, for yeah. some reason forgot and you want uh, the edict on maximum prices game, go listen to Severus too. Cool. Politically and religiously, they were connected quite similarly, where he tried to deal with both the problems kind of at the same time. So Diocletian realized that the empire wasn't; it was just too big for one person to rule. Mm. Well, the whole crisis proved that, mm-hmm. right? And that the most effective times were when there was more than one person in charge. Because hmm. Valerian and Gallienus held back all those things yeah. for at least 8 to 15 years, right? I mean, previ- he got to see uh, what a, what a three-person emperor uh, yeah, but managed. He would argue that they were all incompetent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, I don't think he would be wrong. No. So he decided to name a Caesar. Now, Caesars have a different connotation for, for this time period right now, starting okay. now. Caesar is just junior emperor. So I'm going to be using the word emperor, but I'm going to be using the word Augustus and Caesar. Okay. Because Augustus is the title. They would have never been known as emperors. They would have been known as Augustus. Okay. Because that's a title. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? And then Caesar was the heir title. Gotcha. So it's Augusti and, and Caesar. Okay. So Diocles would be the Augusta, Augusti, and Maximian was chosen to be the Caesar. Ah. Because Maximian is wildly considered at this time to be the best general in the empire. And Diocletian realized that, well, why not just get the best general and tie him to myself? Right? That's fair. Um, That's good politics. Now, this is where we get one of those famous arbitrary lines and we dig it into the sand. Right? Oh, no. I don't really like this distinguished... What, a border? It's... (laughs) Diocletian began to model himself after Jupiter. The god? The god. god. Okay. He was styling himself as Jupiter. All-knowing, all-seeing, wise emperor. Incredibly humble. Yes. And then Maximian would be Hercules. He would be the fighter and the protector of Rome. Okay. Right? Now, what this was trying to do was this was trying to make a mythos around the emperors. Yeah, yeah. After this point, including all the Christian emperors, which will be coming after this mm. this era, this little thing we find. Yeah. It literally all of the emperors are seen as borderline divine. When they turn Christian, they are the they are chosen by God to rule. That's how they they style it, right? Okay, okay. Right, like uh, Constantine himself from some sources, is seen as another Jesus figure. There are people at the time that think Constantine was a prophet, 
from God and that he was the last, you know. But yeah. So this does change because this would, um, before this, all the emperors from Augustus were went by princept or first citizen of Rome. Okay. Right? I am a citizen of Rome. I am one of you. Yeah. I yeah. am just the first citizen of Rome. Right? I'm like you, but better. Yeah. And then now, so that was called. And now it's going to be, I'm not like you. I'm better. That was called the Principate Era. Yeah. Now we're going into the Dominant Era, ah. or the Dominate, which is supposed to be the era where the emperors are looked at as gods. The top era. Yeah. Um, I don't like this distinction because that would indicate that Severus and Augustus ruled in the same way. Or that Because Demi- I'm sorry, but we have emperors in the future that are more similar to Augustus than to Diocletian. And I would argue that Domitian, my my other favorite emperor, is a lot closer to Diocletian than he would be to Augustus. And he was the 11th Roman emperor, mm. right? We're on 50 now. Diocletian's the 50th Roman emperor. Christ almighty, we're on 50. Yeah, there's another 125 to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I have actually been able to mention every single one huh. in our podcast. I've been trying to do it like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, it's good. Oh wow! Oh, it's kind of—I mean—it's kind of cool that we've actually managed to like list all fifty. So yeah. if I had a better memory, I could theoretically <laughs> list yeah. fifty Augustus, of the Roman emperors. Augustus, Tiberius, Caligula, and Claudius, Nero, Galba, Otho, Vitellius, Vespasian, Domitian, Nerva, Trajan, Adrian, hydrogen and helium, lithium, beryllium. That's where they got it from. They—they they made a song. Well, year. I'll play it to you when we're off. Oh, air. okay, okay. There's a, a Roman emperor song. <laughs> that has to be so long. Uh, it's the only the Western em- emperors, not the Eastern. Ah, no weebs allowed. No, well, the Eastern Empire is hard because after like the like the last hundred emperors all have like one, two, three, five after their names because they just use the same like. T- oh, yeah, it's God. gonna get confusing a bit, but we'll get there when we get there. We don't have to deal with that now. We're at the stage where everyone's got. Yeah, a single we, we're, we're in easy yeah. mode now. Um. Now, that's why, right? So I don't like using this distinction because Domitian tried to be seen as divine and he was the 11th emperor, right? So it's just one of those things, but I know that like Totalus Ranicum, they got added when they didn't mention it. I just want to mention it to you so you know it's here. Fair enough. And we're only about 30 years away from when the distinction between Roman and Byzantine is, Mm. right? So, because when Constantine turns a Christian, he, uh, it's the Byzantine empire is formed. Okay. I don't like it because it is very clearly the Roman Empire from from 27 BC to 1453. That is Romans. They thought they were Romans. They referred to themselves as Romans. Yeah, yeah. And they were able to distinguish their family lines back to Augustus. Rome. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Maximian was sent west. Jeff headed with him. And Diocletian would stay in the east. They arrived in the city of Trier. This was the Gallic Empire's capital. Okay. In around 286. The Gallic Empire isn't there anymore, God, God, right? Aurelian, okay, okay. Aurelian distinguished. Yeah, he, he, he dealt with that. So in 286, Jeff had his first son. Ah. Jeff the Younger, which we already have on the, the family tree. Yeah, Not we to worry. do. Right? Yes. Um, we already have him. And so he named him Jeff. Cool. Possibly Jeff the Great. Oh, yeah. possibly. Yeah, he named he, he. I'm sure he would name his child Jeff the Great, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Who would say? Yeah, for sure. So Maximian and Jeff spent a few years fighting the Burgundians, all successful fighting. The Hakruli 
which were also barbarian, I'm not going to mention again, ever, and the Alamanni. And again, all of them successfully pushed back. Cool. Because it's still been about 10 years since Probus. Yeah, right? they haven't really rebuilt. This is more just, yeah. again, cleaning up. It's not like hugely relevant or like yeah. hugely like effort put in, but you know. It is still fighting. Still did a thing. Yeah, so... Jaff has technically been a part of battles where they beat the Alamanna twice, the Burgundians twice, the Cooley once, yeah. the Vandals but it's, once. But it's more like he was in battles like America in Vietnam. Yeah. And they also <laughs> captured the city of Tessaphon and sacked it. Mm-hmm. So that is still that is still five yeah, like battles he, he that has, he's... He, like he yeah. has a good track record, don't get me wrong. And I, I, I realize why you're mentioning this, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm just making sure we, we know all the things that he's going to be a part of. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, trust me, I would argue this is the low part of his military career. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, like he gets to a point where he is not only leading battles, but still also fighting on the front line. Okay. So he is fu- he is the one in charge He'll and on the front line. Yeah. Which yeah. we haven't seen yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so Maximian here is about a failure in Britain. So Maximian currently has Spain, Africa, Italy, Gaul, yes. and Britain Western. as his territory. And Diocletian has the entire east. So gotcha. the Danube, uh, Syria, Egypt, Libya, and... Uh, Middle East, basically. Middle East, yeah. and, and Turkey, yeah. And he heard that one of his generals, a man named Carousius, uh, was allowing the local pirates to invade the cities in Britain. Yar. And then only after they invaded, he would go and take them down and then keep the loot. Which is not on. <laughs> ooh, that's a, it's a ooh. bit yeah. So Maximian, obviously being the best diplomat ever in history, oh, okay. said to Carousius, "Come down here so I could arrest you." And Perfect. so obviously, Carousius Carousius declared himself Augustus. Okay. <laughs> now that seems like an even less logical next step to take. What to declare yourself Augustus? Come down here so I can arrest you. Fuck you, I'm Augustus. Well, because he knew he was going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Right? So now, and it is, now we wouldn't know this yet because this is going to be the first real invasion of Britain in history. Um, but Britain has been a notoriously hard country to invade. Yeah, Hitler in World War II, yeah, yeah. Uh, the French multiple times, the Spanish Armada that got destroyed outside of, right? So yeah, yeah. a lot of times in history, like, Britain is just... Yeah, as long as they have, like, a navy, it's basically yeah, impossible. Exactly, and Carousius did have a navy. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, now, what's the issue here? Can you tell? Carousius just declared himself Augustus. Well, he's British. No, it's that <laughs> Maximian is Caesar. You can't have a Caesar and an Augustus fighting. Because, because Caesar's below Augustus. Yeah, yeah. So Diocletian realizes that what he has to do, he elevates Maximian to co-emperor, co-Augustus. Ah, okay. Yeah. And so there is a part of me that's like, why doesn't Maximian just go, that's bullshit? Well, so what is he going to do? Okay. Because Carousius started printing coins at this time. Oh, and okay. And that pissed off Diocletian. Yeah. Not because he was doing it, but because Diocletian's face was also on the coin, and so was Maximian's. Carousius said, well, like, Maximian's got Gaul. I'll have Britain, and you have the rest, Diocletian. Yeah. And Diocletian was like, no, 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 you're not, no. And not to mention, the coins were better 
than the ones that Ooh. Diocletian was putting out. Ooh. More silver contents. Ah. Right? So not only were they... Heretical. Yeah, and he was also following all of Diocletian's laws and edicts that he was putting out, which was really pissing off Diocletian. Yeah. Right? Like, don't you follow my laws. <laughs> and the coins you said had Maximian and Diocletian's and Diocle- face? And, Cur- and Carousius. Oh, they and Carousius. Okay, okay, okay. It was together, all three. they'll be the, the three emperors, right? Ah, yes. Diocletian yes. was not having it. Wow, that's really smart. Yeah, no, no. Carousius, very intelligent. Yeah, fuck. This is called the Britannic Empire. Mm. It only lasts about seven years. Um, Much longer than I was expecting from, get down here so I can kill you. I'm Augustus. So Maximian has a hard time getting to the island because he keeps having to run to the Rhine to deal with the barbarians invading. Right? So Diocletian comes over. And this is is one of the the big, big battles that's going to happen. We don't get a lot of stuff on it, but we know it's big. The Alamanni invaded. And this time, Diocletian and Maximian were there together with two imperial armies. Oh, Max, so uh, Jeff is Jeff is a uh, is an officer in Maximian. Yeah, yeah. And this is when they beat this army back and they retreat into Alamanni territory. The two armies then go from a pincer motion into Alamanni territory and completely destroy the Alamanni. The map. Yeah, this is a barbarian tribe, right? Yeah, yes. I believe it was the uh, the Alamanni at least. It was a group of barbarians. Yeah, yeah. This was a massive battle that was a complete victory for mm-hmm. Maximian and Diocletian and Jeff. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yeah. And so, uh, but by 293, Diocletian had been in charge for a while now, right? And like nothing had changed. Yeah, about that. So in two, yeah. About a decade, right? But nothing, nothing really had changed yet, mm-hmm. right? There was still invasions coming all over the place. There was still people at this point, someone in Alexandria revolted, right? There was still usurpations going on. This is still the crisis, right? Diocletian takes them out of the crisis, yeah, by the yeah. way, in case you're wondering. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and so in 295, he realizes that he needs to do something differently, Right? He decided that two emperors wasn't enough. Aren't there... Oh, no. Wow. I fell, I fell for his propaganda. I was going to say, aren't there three? Yeah. Carousius not included. And Maximian... Still alive, still ...was having a laws, horrible though. time trying to get to Britain. <laughs> Twice they built a fleet, and both times the fleet got destroyed in the water. Oh, shit. Right? Just by weather. Oh, right? oh not even like... No. Right? So it just Maximian could not make headway on the island. So, Diocletian decided that both Maximian and himself were going to adopt a Caesar. <gasps> they were both going to choose a Caesar, and that Caesar was going to be, like, the fighter. And they were going to be the administrators. Yeah. Right? So, they end up choosing Galerius for the east. Okay. And Constantius for the west. Okay. We now have the Tetrarchy. Ah, four emperors, two Caesars, two Augusti, right? Would is there any reason why the Britain guy wouldn't be an emperor because, at the time? Because because he Diocletian did not make him emperor. Diocletian does not want him as emperor. Diocletian wants to be the ones to say who's. If he allows Carousius in, what stops another general from but just? I, I guess like in in my head, I'm like, well, if everybody 
in Britain says this guy is emperor and just kind of rolls with it. Everyone that. said Numerian was emperor and they killed him. Yeah. But if they're not killing him, and then it's just well, like, they're yeah, trying. He's emperor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and, the citizens aren't. And well, Diocletian wants to rule over. Well, the, the citizens don't care. It's just a different name on the, the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Diocletian was not having Carousius. He did mm. not like him. He did not want him. He declared himself emperor of all mm. things, like Augustus. If anything, declare yourself Caesar. Mm. Right? You're just and you did fight against Max. You were, you disobeyed a direct order from Maximian, a Caesar, and then declared yourself Augustus. Right? That's not flying with Diocletian is not one to take stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I guess it's like I understand that like Diocletian sees him as like heretical or whatever, but it's like he's essentially acting as emperor on Britain. Yeah. yeah. In Britain. And Diocletian decided, you know what? We can act as emperor on Britain. Yeah. You yeah. can be dead. Yeah. But not yet. Not yet. Like you said, seven now, years or something? This is the map of what the Roman Empire looks like now. Alright. This is the Tetrarchy. It's here. It's fine. Um, so Diocletian would rule the east. This is these are the richest provinces of the okay. empire, especially Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. Galerius has this area. Okay. And Constantius has this area. Obviously, Britain. If he can not get it Britain, back. if he can get it back, it's yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You have to get it back. Diocletian said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Maximian gets Spain, Africa, and Italy. Kind okay. of the nicest. Uh, regions. Gotcha. The gotcha. more administrative regions, right? So this is where we actually leave Carousius. Okay. Because Maximian is no longer in charge of taking Carousius down. Hmm. Just know that within a few years, uh, Carousius is assassinated by one of his men, Electus. Hmm. And Electus only lasts a year before Constantius was able to get onto the island and take it over completely. Okay, okay. So there was like a whole own internal politics yeah. going on there. And it's called the Britannic Empire, and there's two rulers, and it's Electus and... and <laughs> that's a cool... Hasten to call it an that's empire. A cool, no, that's a cool empire. All right. Welcome to Totalis em Empiricus, where we're <laughs> ranking the best empires. Exactly. Number one, the Britannica. So at this stage, Jeff and Maximian head out of the region. Um, and they stop off in... Dalmatia, hmm. briefly. And Jeff says hi to his father. Listen. He shows his father the, the newborn child. Uh, so uh, nice. They all get to meet. Super cool. cool. Good stuff. Um, and then from there, they gather troops in the region, and they head to Spain. Mm -hmm. Spain. It's the first time we're going into Spain as Not a Jeff. Bad. Very fancy. Yeah. And um, the Moors were invading Spain at this time. Okay. You know the Moors? The Moors are an African... Uh, barbarian tribe in bill Ward's video history of the world yes he says i hope they're ready for moors instead of uh, ready for more and he's talking about the moors and that's funny yeah um they were invading uh the province of mauritania which is modern day <laughs> morocco mm -hmm. and uh spain so they head down and they fight a few skirmishes against these moors and they win cool after that they head into uh modern day morocco and and more skirmishes there with the Moors and completely make them retreat. Okay. Until they get to the city of Carthage. Hmm. Yes. Uh, so they took stock in Carthage and they heard a story that there is there is barbarians coming from the Sahara Desert. Right. It always happened. Yeah. Africa is notoriously like a safe province to be in because 
the Sahara's there, and there's yeah, not yeah. a lot of people that can traverse the Sahara. That's fair. But these people could. Oh, no. And they were coming in, and they were raiding land, and they were heading back into the Sahara where they would just disappear. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is now 298. A few years passed. Almost yeah, a decade yeah. passed. Right? Since, since like everyone's. Yeah. Right? And they start fighting the Berbers, or the Burbs. Okay. The Barbs, maybe. In uh, <laughs> shh, shut the fuck up, Bailey. They're not. You're not down with the barbs. <laughs> no, uh, don't, just don't even mention. Now this tribe used the Sahara to their desert. They're like the Eye of Sauron. If they turn on you, you're just cooked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and at this stage, word came back. So he, they went on campaign in like to the region of Africa to fight the the Berbers, mm-hmm. and uh. Word came back while he was there from Carthage. His second son was born. Hmm. Man named Jeff. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That is Jeff the youngest. Did he name one of his sons Jeff the Great and the other one Jeff? The all right. The Jeff the... Jeff the <laughs> Damn, uh, that's uh, fucked. Jeff the adequate. <laughs> ah, yes. Firstborn of the family name. Exactly. Jeff the well, Great. Jeff must have sighed in relief and comfort knowing that with two sons... His family legacy. line and legacy were secured. secured. Yeah. How many more episodes were left in this dynasty again? <laughs> Although it was, the happiness was not to last too much longer. Because he also got word in a few months later that his father had passed away in Salonia. Uh, yeah. Uh, his father died of old age and he heard that his father was surrounded by his sister and the, her family. And also the 568 concubines. Yeah, yeah. 569. He was sad, though, that his grandfather, his father never got to meet his youngest son. Mm. Right? Obviously. Uh, second letter came in. His elder son had run away to Rome. Woo! He wanted That's to cool. be in Rome. Let's go. Yes. Um, and so he was only 13. But you know what? Jeff did realize... There was another Jeff that ran away at 13. Well, I Jeff know did realize that his own father was that guy who ran away yeah, at 13, yeah. right? You know, it's... And he, it, boys this, will be boys. What can I say? This did fill him with, like, some pride. Yeah, son, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, he takes after yeah. his grandfather. He, was fill, he takes after his grandfather, and, and yeah, like, he's, he's going to make his own way. Yeah, yeah. In late 298, they get back to Carthage, completely annihilating the Berbers. Hmm. Not only did they annihilate them, but when the Berbers retreated into the Sahara, Maximian and Jeff followed them into oh. the Sahara and wiped oh. them out. So are you just picturing total war in your head right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is this is one of like the first main battles that I would say like Jeff had a lot to do with. Yeah, yeah. Especially going in and all the tactics that in into the Sahara. We've never seen that. Before. Oh yeah, fuck! It's in the Sahara, the Sahara too. Desert. Oh Christ! Right, almighty. so like it is, and this is unfamiliar territory, and they still won, and they annihilated the Berbers. They all, they all got a hold of that New York Times article that came out like yeah. a few days ago, going like, in the midst of five days of record high, like worldwide heat, you can train your body to stand up to more temperature. Yeah, to Moors. It's like Moors oh. temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, yeah, this is ancient Roman literature. Jeff and Maximian return to Italy, and they head to the city of Milan, which is the uh, capital of, of uh, Maximian's area. Mm. So that's a really good point. So Rome is in Maximian's area, but Milan is his capital. Trier is Constantius's capital. Mm. 
Nicomedia is Diocletian's capital, which is in Turkey. Nicomedia. And then Sirmium, which is on the Danube, is Galerius's capital. Nicomedia sounds like a VTuber agency. Anyway. Yeah, honestly, you're right. At this time, Diocletian was getting increasingly worried about this new formed religion called Mani. Yeah, or Manichaeism, as it's called. Yeah. Um, Apparently it doesn't become very relevant. Sorry, well, Manichaeism. Mani was executed by one of the Sassanid kings about 25 years earlier, hmm. right? And over the last 25 years, got it, martyred. it started bl- blowing up in the region. Of, oh, it's of, blowing up. Yeah. It's going viral. Well, Manichaeism believed in the struggle of good and evil, hmm. right? That the spiritual world was one of light and good, and that everything in the spiritual world was good, where everything in the material world was evil, <laughs> right? Hold which, on, he's onto something. Which is like, yeah, which is like, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, personally, no, no. Right? So he believed that the material world was one of darkness and sin. Yeah, yeah. Right? Manai saw the other religions at the time as incomplete. Manai said there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Well, they saw it as, yeah. <laughs> they saw it as incomplete. Manichaeism thought that Manai was the last prophet. Mm. after Zoroaster, the Zoroastrianism, we'll get into it eventually, it is the only world religion to have collapsed. Okay. So Zoroastrianism, when we mention all like Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, those are the five main religions of the world. Yeah. They have the biggest followings. Yeah, Yeah. Zoroastrianism was with them. Oh, yes. okay. So not just they were. I thought you meant it's the first one to be like was, go extinct. The, not no, like they're still around today. So yeah, yeah, but it, it it's not like yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. They worship fire gods. Like, ah, that's so they have cool. like a flaming chalice, and then the fire nation. Yeah. And Zoroastrianism was huge. It was all over the Roman Empire. It got into parts of South Africa at this stage. Oh, damn. Um, also, Christianity also was getting big in South Africa at this mm. stage. No clue why. Just one of those things. I have to read up on it. I just know on maps that people sing the growth of Christianity on a map. Explained it like South Africa always gets like this random bit, and I'm like, what? I have to. I have to see. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and it went all the way to China. Zoroastrianism. Um, oh, shit. So yeah. Okay. So Zoroaster was the prophet. So that's they a cool thought Manai was the fourth prophet after Zoroaster, Buddha, and Jesus. Mm. Right. So they thought that he was the final prophet of all of these three because they believed in the other once right yeah yeah, yeah. um now oh, so people were like i don't know multi-theistic or like yeah. they like they follow well, man like, i was religions. man i was monotheistic still because like, man i was the only sorry, one the, they were the, allowed the to... religions are monotheistic the people are like yeah. oh yeah look at all these various yeah, prophets yeah. i can follow all these religions well diocletian took this small but rapidly growing religion as a threat mm. because they refused to make oaths to the emperor of Zoroasterism. No, uh, Manai. A Manai, Manai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they and they were slow. They were they were not making oaths to the emperor, which the emperors were currently being seen as divine, right? Yeah, yeah. Or for the army, right? Which was causing a lot of problems. So the following persecution saw most, if not all, of the people who worshipped Manai mm. expelled or exec- like destroyed out of the Roman Empire. Mm. We do not see Manichaeism in the Roman Empire. It does last a bit more in persia uh and it doesn't get extinct in china until 14th century but yeah but i mean like they're gone. not really yeah manichaeism has gone it's gone as far as the roman empire yeah, yeah. is concerned now this like they're, they're not worried about buddhism my guess is exactly and this is a precursor of what was to come 
because in 303, a new century. Woo! Yes! Woo! Let's go! The great persecution happened. Oh. <laughs> Diocletian, looking at, the, at Manichaeism and seeing that the recent Christians are also having similar ideologies, right? They issued an edict saying all Christian churches and texts were to be destroyed. Christians would not be able to worship or in their in, in any sort of capacity anywhere, okay. and they were expelled from public office. Hmm. That was it. Now there are some people who say that's all Diocletian wanted, right? But in my opinion, I don't like this. I think actions speak much louder than words. Yeah, that's fair. And some people argue that because Diocletian's getting on in age at this stage, that he was being manipulated by Galerius at this time. Ah. Right? Which, okay. because we haven't got into it and we're only staying around Maximian, I haven't really told you much about the other Not three, fair enough. Right? Um, but that's because Jeff wouldn't have been involved, right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And now I will say, Diocletian is my favorite emperor he's my favorite historical figure yeah yeah he is in my opinion the most successful and greatest man who's ever lived besides reagan besides reagan um and so but i'm not afraid to say that this opinion is clearly biased they try and separate the because diocletian very clearly does so much good yeah yeah and then he has this christian persecution which is horrible mm -hmm. right and it the thing about it is that they when they when you read texts, the Christian persecutions tagged on at the end as a different part of the conversation. Oh, okay. And all of it's blamed on Galerius. Oh, okay. Because Galerius is the one who's pushing for them to be executed, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Diocletian is the one who says, "Nah, maybe not." Right, but he doesn't stop it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's the thing. Galerius announced that everyone in the empire needed to make a sacrifice or die. Some Christians said, yeah, we'll make a sacrifice because the pagan gods are obviously ridiculous. Yo. They don't exist. We're not, <laughs> we're, we're not making a, a sacrifice if the other guys don't exist. That's yeah, stupid. And it's like making a promise with your fingers crossed <laughs> yeah, behind your right? back. But, it's like, Psh, sure, dude. But the hardliners did not agree. Right? Oh. The hardliners said, no, you are not allowed. If you make it as a Christian, you are out of the church. Oh, okay. Right? And dislocation, imprisonment, torture, and death happened to thousands of Christians at this time. Damn. Over the course of 10 years, more than 25,000 Christians were executed and murdered horribly. Multiple popes also got caught up in this, obviously. Well, my personal belief is that this actually didn't happen, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who would ever persecute somebody because exactly. of, like, a religion? Yeah, never. Fake. In five and three... So just know that this is happening, but Maximian only went as far as destroying the churches and taking out the uh, uh, Christians out of their service. Mm -hmm. Constantius didn't do anything. Okay. He just kind of like burned a few books and that's it. Uh, based, because based, based. Constantius was pro-Christian at this time, right? Oh, okay. And he didn't want... Well, and that's, that's what people don't realize. By doing this, Galerius... Because they were trying to get rid of Christianity, but at this point it was so big... That by no doing, when you start targeting an ethnic minority, mm -hmm. support grows for that 
religious group and minority. Yeah, yeah. Right? When if you start murdering Muslim people in in the Middle East, support here is going to be like, well, what are you doing? Why are you guys doing this? Yeah, yeah. So what they what Diocletian and Galerius didn't realize was that they were helping Christianity by doing this. Because yeah, well, they sympathy. were helping big picture Christianity. Yeah, they for were sure. for sure murking people in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it is now 3:05 and Jeff was pulled aside by Maximian. They had both spent a better part of uh, six years doing admin work in Italy. <laughs> and Jeff was, yeah, well, like, they were just doing what needed to be done. Yeah, right? yeah fair enough. That's just funny that Jeff, he's, like, never lost a fight, big general man, like, third in command or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I've just been and, filing. And he a, has never lost a battle before. I've just been doing Excel spreadsheets. Like, you could argue he lost in Britain, but there was no battles fought. He just couldn't nah. get to the island, yeah, right? Yeah, nah. So he has never lost a battle. Yeah, lost to Mother Nature, which I mean, who and again, isn't gonna? we are still not at the the height of Jeff in the military. Oh shit! Okay, like, um, all right, we'll continue. <laughs> Jeff at this time is Maximian's most loyal supporter and his personal bodyguard. Mm. Right, like it's not a spoken thing. You're not, you're not, you're my bodyguard now. No, it was Jeff was willing to die for Maximian at any stage mm. and would get in the way of anyone who posed a threat to Maximian. Yeah, yeah, right. Maximian told Jeff that he had to abdicate from being the emperor. Mm. It was the final part of Diocletian's Tetrarch experiment. Okay. Exactly, almost to the day, 20 years after Diocletian and Maximian became emperor, Diocletian told Maximian that they were going to abdicate and that Galerius and Constantius were going to be promoted because it was about 10 years since they became Caesar. Mm. They are going to be promoted to the new Augusti. And okay. two new Caesars were going to be chosen, hoping for a rotational system oh, where shit. you rule as Caesar for 10 years, then you rule as Augustus for 10 years, and then Stepping you abdicate. Stepping down so he can run for president. This is the first second. This is the first Roman emperor to abdicate the throne. Okay. Willingly. Yeah, Maximian, yeah. not so willingly, as we'll see in the okay. coming up. But both of them, in 305, abdicate. Right. Galerius and Constantius are both promoted. Now, who to choose as Caesars, right? Because Maximian... Diocletian and... <laughs> Maximius! Maximian had a son, and so did Constantius. Maximian's son's name was Maxentius. Hmm. And Constantius's son's name was Constantine. Oh. And both of them wanted to be in the Tetrarchy at this time. That's fair. Because Maxentius saw that he already got passed over by Maximian and Diocletian mm -hmm. when Galerius and Constantius were made emperors, yeah, right? Yeah. So now Maxentius and Constantine both wanted to be in the Tetrarchy. Yeah, yeah. But they oh, were no. not chosen. Ooh. At this stage, Gal uh, Galerius chose both of the Caesars. At this stage, Galerius and Constantius did not like each other, and... Constantius was completely outmaneuvered here. Okay. He was a he Severus was chosen as the new Caesar as was, of uh, the West. Mildly foreshadowed. Yeah. As Caesar <laughs> of the East. So he would take over all of Maximian's previous territory. Mm -hmm. So Italy and, and uh, Spain and, and Africa. Yes, yes. And then a man named Maximinus Dia. Mm. Uh, oh, it's gotta be an extra little like kick in the face that it's still like a max. Yeah. Right? So now to, just so, because there's a lot of names flying around. Diocletian abdicated, and now he's going to work in a cabbage farm 
Yeah. Because all he wanted to do was grow cabbages. Hey, good for him. Yeah. No, it's really it's really cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maximian was forced to abdicate. Abdicated. And did not want to. Right? Yeah, So he's yeah. quite frustrated right now. Yeah, yeah. He's angry. Galerius and Constantius are both the senior Augustuses, mm-hmm. but Constantius is nervous because he's been outmaneuvered and now it's him versus the other three. Okay. Severus is the new uh, Caesar in the uh, West, and Maximinus Dia is the new Caesar in the East. Okay. So that is that is Our six people tetrarchy. right there, right? Now, we also have Maxentius and Constantine, who are kind of upset that they've been passed over again. Yes. So that is eight of the nine people in the Tetrarchy okay. that we will mention. And seven of those eight people all think that it should be me. I should be the one in charge. What is it? Everybody except Diocletian? Diocletian. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The only, there's only one name we haven't heard of yet that is going to be in the Tetrarch. And that name is Jeff. We'll see. You'll be surprised. Hey. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. Cool. On July 8th, 306, Jeff was stationed outside of Rome. He was training some regular troops in the region, mm-hmm. just being an instructor. Uh, there was no wars going on. so, And he heard that Constantius was dead. Oh. He died a year and a half into being Augustus hmm. of old age. Uh, uh, yeah, regular illness. Oh. No, this is real. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Which throws a whole wrench into everything. Yeah, fuck. Not for Galerius. Because Galerius realizes, I've already got two of my men in. Yeah, And yeah. that was my rival. So I can just... Do whatever I, the fuck yeah, well, I want. I could just uh, elevate my friend over here. What was that? Constantine had declared himself emperor in Britain? He declared himself Augustus, not even Caesar. Oh, oops. Oh, okay. That's different. Back to Jeff. There was grumbling in the capital at this time. The Senate and the Praetorian Guard were not happy. Shocking. Well, they were. They used to be in charge. They were the ones not too long ago with Maximi, Maximinus Dia. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not Maximus Dia. Uh, Maximus Thrax. Yes. And, yeah. and the, the Gordians and, and, and all that. Like, they were the ones in charge. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, now the emperors won't even come to Rome. By the way, Diocletian never went to Rome. He only went once and he left early. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, funny. is that Diocletian disdained the city and Constantine would abandon it forever. Mm. That's the quote by Mike Duncan, actually. Okay. Diocletian hated the city and uh, scorned it and Constantine would abandon it forever. Mm. When I didn't know anything about it, and he, he was explaining Augustus, he said, eventually we'll get to the point where Rome is no longer relevant, where a man named Diocletian would scorn Rome, and a man named Constantine would uh, abandon it forever. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, who are what these the horrible emperors? I haven't heard of either of these guys. This Damn. is crazy, right? Yo, what's uh, up? Like, I think I vaguely heard of Constantine. Never heard of Diocletian at that point. Uh, yeah, so... And so they felt lonely and they decided to just, like, you know, we're going to make an emperor. If if Constantine did it, we don't like this Severus guy. Who is he? Is the cure for male loneliness making a new emperor? So Jeff decided to gather support around himself at this stage. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Using using his army ties, he got a group of guards and went to the Senate building Mm. and demanded that he be emperor. And the Senate 
agreed. Oh, fuck. They can't do anything else. Yeah. Right? Like, they can't. He's there with guards. Yeah. And the preparations were being put in place. All right. At this stage, Maxentius, so Maximian's son, um, three Maxes. So we're going to call Maximinus Dia, Dia. Yeah, yeah. In order to, and he doesn't come into our story much because he's no, in the no. East. Um, but we're going to just call him Dia because we already have three Maxes. Fair enough. So Maximian, his son Maxentius, yes. and then Dia. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Uh, until Maxentius arrived in the Senate and he started hurling abuse at Jeff. Mm. And he had more guards than Jeff did because oh. Jeff didn't expect the opposition. Yeah, right? fair. So Jeff fled the city, not able to fully finish everything. Finish. Oh. But come on, that is so close. Oh, that's the like Senate right said yes, and the preparations were in hand. Like when I said no, Jeff gets higher than senator. I, I, I don't know how much that's we on count. like a technicality. Yeah, but it's still like I would argue more successful at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff left the city and fled to Severus. Actually. Hmm. Right? Because he didn't become emperor, so say he didn't treason. He mm-hmm. wasn't, right? Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. So, Men going their own way. That's yeah. what Jeff's doing. Jeff took that loss and decided, you know what? Whatever. I'll deal with, I'll deal with that it later. Out. Yeah. Holds that L. Um, and he got to the army, and he was obviously greeted by everyone. Mm-hmm. He's been fighting in their army with them for 20 years, right? Yeah. If anything, Severus is new to the army. He just took over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they all know Jeff, and they all love Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Severus is executed. After he, he, when he was running up, I'm guessing he was running away from Rome with his guard, word came in, um, tragic, tragic news came in. Oh no. His eldest son, Jeff the, Jeff the Great. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) Has died in Rome. Oh shit. Yeah. I think this is the first son Mm -hmm. that dies before the father. Yep. Apparently, it had something to do with a winch and a goat, and it was really gruesome. I mean, hey, the, the, whatever people are into, I won't yuck yeah. any yums. Uh. Jeff, at this time, mourned horribly. He was having a rough time. He just lost against Maxentius, and his son just died in Rome, right? Two pretty impactful L's. Yeah, right? And um, in October of 206... 206. We went back 100 years, by the way. In That's 306, cool. a letter arrived. Maxentius has fully declared himself emperor. Within a few weeks, Severus and Jeff headed south to deal with Maxentius. Mm-hmm. He was Severus's second in command at this stage. He's just that big of a name now. He can just be second in commands of armies now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, who is second in command? Jeff. Jeff. Okay, I, yeah. thought, I thought you said Jeff. I just wanted to make sure. As they headed south, more news came in. Maximian decided that retirement wasn't suiting him very well. <laughs> and Shocking. Maxentius sent him a letter saying, Hey, father, maybe if you come and help me be emperor, you could potentially maybe, at some point, maybe hold some potential power of what you used to hold when you may have been Augustus. Kind of a little maybe bit. Yeah. And Maxentius heard, you could be emperor, and said, Yeah, sure. Yeah, Maximian's yeah. heard, we'll be emperor. And then, so Maximian went to Rome. And right after, a few weeks later... Jeff got a letter from Maximian ah. saying he had a plan. With like a little winky face. Mm-hmm. They headed south, and they finally reached the city of Rome, and they put it under siege. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. This is Jeff helping Severus put the city of Rome under siege. Right. <laughs> we haven't seen this in our podcast yet. Yeah, that's been a minute. What? Yeah. Um, 
One morning, early 307, Severus woke up. <sighs> Yo, this is just like Barbie. It was pretty quiet. Ooh. Yeah, in his tent. He didn't Peaceful. hear anything outside, yeah. Oh, no, he's in a tent? We're supposed to have a siege going Fuck. on, right? What's going on? And Severus left his tent, and the entire army was gone. <laughs> and Severus was alone in a tent outside of Rome. <laughs> what happened? They, they, were, they were all too busy fighting in Rome. That um... Flashback to when Jeff was given the note from Maximian. Ah. Maximian was able to convince Jeff to convince the army to completely defect against Severus. Oh, shit. So Jeff, on the way down, went to all the soldiers. I know you. We've worked together for so long, right? Damn, that's a, that's a high charisma <laughs> score. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'll be honest. And I don't feel... There's a re- this Jeff is like quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah, fuck. Right? Like, because... I don't know. Like, I didn't expect it. When I was going through the story, more and more happened. And I was like, wow, like, that fits perfectly there. That fits perfect. This is amazing. What's happening? Yeah, I, yeah. When I did my Twitter timeline, it was pathetic. <laughs> I just built off my Twitter timeline into something great for this guy, right? I don't know. Yeah, um, actually, I've, but I'll just say what I've always been, like, I don't know, looking for with, like, with a Jeff yeah. is that he's, like, a man of the people. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we had, um, I think it was three Jeff, or four. Yeah. That, like, kind of managed to rally the citizens. It was Jeff six. No, no, Jeff no, no, five. No, Jeff no, five. No. Was it five? Remember, because he's the one who rallied them against the Praetorians. Yeah, okay, that's just what I was thinking of. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah, why yeah. he got it so easily, because he yeah. was that guy, right? But it's like it, it, ended, it ended up kind of in tatters at the end of it. Yeah. He just convinced an entire army to defect against, against their emperor. Who wasn't, who is like currently an emperor. He is an emperor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't hard for Jeff to say, hey, yo, I've known you. You worked for Maximian for how long? Right? Like, come on. Yeah. We've yeah. always had your best interests. We've had victories in, in Gaul and Spain and yeah, Africa. Yeah. Oh, and it helps right? that it's Maximian, the person yeah. who was just. Yeah, that is literally like, the man you followed for most of your yeah, lives, yeah. right? And I overnight, bet doesn't even raise your pay. Yeah, and <laughs> overnight he didn't because they can't. Diocletian's reforms are at this stage kind of trying to, to surface. Yeah, yeah. So the economy is kind of leveling a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not good still. Yeah, but it's um, better. Yeah. And um, Severus realized this might be a bad thing. <laughs> the entire <laughs> army is now at Rome, being led by Maximian and Jeff, and he's in a tent. And he's in a tent outside the city walls, and they're all looking at him. Ah, big nose, ah, you suck. Get fucked, ah, so is your mom, right? And all that shit, right? Yeah, yeah Severus, yeah. you know, the insults, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words definitely hurt him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Severus fled Ooh. to Ravenna. We haven't mentioned Ravenna. No, we haven't. Uh, kind of, they refer to it as Lake Town. It is literally an island city. Ah, okay. Uh, not Venice, but similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aquileia, I believe. Is the city, remember the city that Maximinus Thrax held up for siege? Oh, yes. I believe when that city eventually gets destroyed by the Vandals in a couple hundred years, that city does turn into Venice. Okay. So, or it could have been Ravenna. I can't, it's one of the two, but I believe it's Aquileia. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maximian and Jeff immediately used this opportunity and went up and chased Severus. Okay. Now, uh, just like old times. Just like old times. Just like old times. Within weeks, they got to Ravenna and set the city up for siege. Mm. And they 
were able to convince Severus that you will not be killed if you surrender. <laughs> and Severus surrenders. Like an idiot yeah. who's about to be killed. Maximian is a man of honor, though. And he wouldn't kill. Yo, but Jeff isn't. Bah, bang, well, bang, bang. it's not Jeff. It's Maxentius. Oh, okay. Because Maxentius sends word without Maximian knowing. Uh, kill him. Yeah. And Severus was murdered. Yeah. Maximian, not very happy about this. Hey, what are you doing? I'm the one who defeated him. Right? Yeah. I am... You, you listen to me, kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um... And they arrive back in Rome, but they can't stay for long because they heard that Galerius was coming down to stamp them out. Mm. He heard that Maximian and his son Maxentius were trying to become emperors yeah. again and for once. And Galerius was like, no way. This is a Roman emperor. By the way, this Roman emperor just went to Persia, kicked the shit out of them, got Valerian back, oh. and a tribute from Persia every year. <laughs> Wait, Galerius? So he's a good general. Okay, yeah, so I feel like things aren't going to end well for <laughs> Maximian, Maximian and Maxentius. Maximian, Maxentius stays in Rome. Maximian and Jeff head up to Galerius. At this stage, um, Max, uh, Jeff is put in charge of the cavalry, which is the second. So he is overall in charge of the cavalry. Yeah. The cavalry commanders actually do ride with them. Okay. But we do know that Jeff is amazing on horse. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Uh, just from later things that happened in his life and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they go up and they, in a pitch battle, basically, fight Galerius. Ooh. And Galerius loses. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That is not he tr close uh, at all? or it was, uh, it was not, like, to be fair, there wasn't crazy amount of losses, but it came out on the other side. Galerius lost to Maximian okay. and Jeff. Damn, okay. Yeah. And he was pissed. So he spent his entire time going up Italy, sacking all the cities in Italy, <laughs> and going back to his territory. This is the senior Roman emperor throwing sacking, a fit. sacking his own cities. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> he is the Roman Empire. This is the Roman, he's the one of the four he's Roman He's the one emperors. who has the city named Rome. Yeah, he is the senior emperor because Constantius is dead. Yeah. Right? So now everyone else came emperor after him. Yeah. Right? Um, and just, like, Jeff, a hissy fit. yeah, Jeff and Maximian head back down to Rome. Now they have a success over two emperors, right? Because I forgot to mention when, um, Severus, when Constantius died, Severus was made Augustus mm. and Constantine, they said you could stay as Caesar. How yeah. about that? You go down to Caesar and we'll, that, that's it. Yeah. 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 Maxentius went they stood on a stage together in rome yeah. maximian and maxentius and jeff was on the corner of the stage right and maximian demanded personal bodyguard personal body yeah maximian demanded that maxentius stop with his just incompetence and just say i like maximian i emperor i i maximian is emperor. Emperorize you. I, yeah, I will, like, I am the one in charge. You are a boy. You are my son. You have no idea. I just did all the hard work. And Maxentius said, no, I'm emperor. And at this stage, Maximian grabs Maxentius' purple cloak and rips it off of him. <laughs> right? And then he orders that the, gr the crowd, or the, the group, the army that was there, to seize Maxentius and put him in a cell. And the army doesn't move. Oh, shit. They all stare. And at this stage, Maxentius looks over at his father, looks at the, 
group of men and runs into the crowd and jumps off the stage and just does a little crowd surf That's to cool. show like, yo, these guys are on my side. He bribed them somehow. We don't know why they hmm. didn't support Maximian here. Perhaps that most of the new recruits, although under Maximian, they still were, they didn't spend 20 years with them. They yeah, spent yeah. only a few years, right? Uh, uh, so that was it. Maximian and Jeff realized this is not a good situation to be in. And they fled Rome. Oh, where to go? There's Maximinus Dia in the east. Yeah. Galerius, who's pissed in the in the east in the east as well, but closer. Yeah. There's Maxentius, who he just got expelled from, and Constantine. Who does Brit- he go to? Britain? No, sadly not. He goes to Galerius. Oh, really? Yeah. The guy he just like. <laughs> so I'm imagining Gla- Galerius is like killing a Christian, you know, because Galerius redoubles on the persecution. Yeah, so yeah, a yeah. lot of people are dying now. As he so did. he probably like slits a Christian's throat and just like pours cyanide on another one's head and just pissed. And here's a knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. He goes to the door. Hello. Who is it? It's Maximian, sir. Maximian, what's he doing here? <sighs> it is now 308. No, and it's 1225. A meeting actually. happens. Diocletian announces he is coming out of retirement to sort out who's oh, going shit. where. Oh, daddy's home. So he comes up, we like to say, in his wheelbarrow of cabbages. Pushing <laughs> up the hill. And Maximian, Galerius, powerful aura. Yeah. Maximian, Galerius, and Diocletian hash out who's going to be what in this empire. Mm-hmm. Jeff is standing on guard inside the room, in, beside the open the door entrance, mm-hmm. and there's another man, Galerius's guard, on that side. Right. So Jeff is Maximian's. Uh, this guy is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Galerius's. Now this is it. Game show time. Now imagine Constantine, Maxentius, Dia, they okay. all go to their TVs. All right. And it's a game show. Who's going to I'm be Emperor? It. All right. We can't commission music. Anyway. The Augustus of the East is going to be Galerius. Obviously. We all yeah, know that. Yeah. Right. Everyone's expecting that. Yeah, yeah. The Caesar of the East is. Maxentius? Maximinus Dia. Oh, okay. Maximinus Dia. He was already that position. Yeah, yeah. But he's kind of pissed. Yeah. Severus is dead. It's his. He should be the Augustus next. Yeah. He's next in line. He should be Augustus. That's fair. So him and Galerius, he their relationship. A little bit of bad ends. blood. Yeah. The Caesar of the West is going to be Constantine. Let's go. Let's go. Maxim Maxentius rubbing his hands together. He's in Rome. He's a shoo-in. Yeah. There's only one position left. That's a that's senior Augustus of the West. That's pretty huh. you know, This is I'll great. I'll take it. I'll you take know? it. You know what? Yeah, yeah. So I imagine they're all putting up the bunting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Augustus of the West is... Pause. Maximian cracking open the champagne already. You know Let's it, go. right? The bunting put up, everyone cheering... The Augustus of the West is Licinius! Let's go! Wait. Wait. Who? The guy from Pokemon Y? And at that point, Galerius points at the man next to Jeff. Oh, shit! The guard. 
and Licinius is smiling to himself. <laughs> right? <laughs> woo! I even wrote, woo! Wait, who the hell is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diocletian looked over, and, and by the way, Maxentius, you are definitely a usurper. Yeah. You are definitely a usurper. Yeah. usurper right? So at this stage, by the way, Spain declared for Constantine. Mm-hmm. So Constantine now has Britain, Gaul, which is where his new base is, yeah, yeah. Spain. Yeah. Where Maximian has nothing. Maxentius has Italy and Africa at this stage. Okay. A man usurped at this time in Egypt named Alexander. Mm. I'm not going to get into him. He's not important. There's too many names. Sounds good. He fails. All right. Tried and then best. Daya gets, because Daya, they, Egypt was Daya's. And uh, Maximinus Daya gets Syria and Turkey. Valerius gets the Danube and Greece and all that, right? Okay. Where to go now? Because Diocletian looked at Maximian and said, Maximian, no, 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 look at me, Maximian. We are retiring. It's over. Give up. You have no power. And Diocletian went back with his wheelbarrow to go do more cabbages. There goes my hero. <laughs> yeah. And so where to go now? He can't. He doesn't want to go back to his son, right? Yeah. Who, who else to go to? Sons of failure. Where to go now? Jeff. No, uh, Maximian and Jeff. Okay. They're sticking together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I figured that much. I'm yeah, like, yeah. why are you even asking? It's not yeah. even a question. Exactly. Uh, I could think. There's only three, two, two names technically. He's not going to Maxentius. He just came from Galerius, so it's only Dia or Constantine. Dia, Constantine. He doesn't know Dia. <laughs> yeah, Constantine feels yeah. like it's the uh, none yeah. that makes sense. He goes to Constantine. Yeah, yeah. I will say, and I'm not going to get into it, but at this stage, Maximian is Constantine's father-in-law. Oh, okay. All of the tetrarchs. I was thinking of doing it. But I decided against it. All of the Tetrarchs married and intermarried with each other. Okay. It's just like, so Maxentius and Constantine are brother-in-laws. Okay. Because it's Ma- it's Maxentius's sister, Maximian's yeah, yeah. daughter, who married Constantine. Ooh, okay. Yes. Maximian's other daughter married Constantius, Constantine's father. Galerius married Diocletian's daughter, and Diocletian's daughter oh, married Maximinus Dia. my brain. Yeah, no, it's a lot. So, um, yeah. I approve of your executive decision to not get into it. In early 309, Maximian and Jeff arrive in Gaul, and they meet Constantine. Constantine said they can stay. You're my father-in-law, of course you could stay. Fair enough. But Constantine told everybody that he is to have no power whatsoever, and no one give him power. <laughs> Constantine then had to go out and fight some barbarians at the border, oh, no. and he did. At this time, Maximian told, asked, told Jeff about his plan to overthrow Constantine and become the emperor of the West again. <laughs> just give it up, man. And Jeff, fully in agreeance. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I will serve you until I die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I, can't, I, I can't really blame Jeff for that. The next day, Jeff went around and started telling everybody that Constantine is dead. Oh. Yes. The... Troops did not believe him at all. Okay. <laughs> doesn't have 20 years of tenure built up with these guys. No, it doesn't. And Constantine has had about Cash that four in. years with them yeah, already, yeah, yeah. three years. So, And not to mention, this was his father's legions. Mm. So there's also that, right? So they're also loyal to his father and him. So yeah, there yeah, we yeah. are. 
Um, they did not believe Maximian and Jeff at all. That's fair. And Constantine, clearly nervous, didn't go that far. So he immediately turned around and headed towards his capital. Mm. <laughs> Maximian and Jeff flee. One more time. To Daya. To the city of Massalia, or Marseille. It is the coastal city, biggest coastal city on France, of lower France, touching the Mediterranean. Okay. And they hold up there, and Constantine arrives to siege. Within, a t- within only a few weeks, the city was surrendered. Maximian, Constantine approached him. You are my father-in-law. I will not kill you. That's but insane. <laughs> you need to kill yourself. Oh, that's double insane. Yeah. So Maximian, probably in front of Jeff for some 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 uh, like some some silver screen like cool movie moments in oh. Jeff when we when we make the Jeff uh, yeah when, when HBO when, series when Hollywood contacts us to yeah, scabs. make the HBO HBO series on it um, watches Maximian hang himself. All right. And I then he had seen it's a myriad Jeff's of times turn. before for through an autoerotic yeah. asphyxiation. Exactly. So it was a little complicated in his emotions. And then but. it's Jeff's turn. Oh, no. Jeff is put down and executed. Uh, or is he? Because oh. we also have another source that says that Ooh. Jeff is able to get away from the city at this stage. Oh, shit. And he flees to Maxentius. Oh, okay. Yeah. And at this stage, we assume that Jeff didn't care to live anymore. But he did want to hurt Constantine. Oh, okay. So he went to Maxentius, and they put their differences aside. And Maxentius gay, uh, welcomed him into his entourage. Mm. At this stage, Maxentius declares war on Constantine. You killed my father. Not to mention that they didn't get along in the first place, Maximian and but it's fine. And Constantine, showing real proactiveness, invaded with half of his troops, which his entire troops were already smaller than Maxentius's army. Okay. So he only entered with two legions of troops. 150 each. That's right. 300 troops. Jeff asked Maxentius for a position in the army. And Maxentius said, I don't have anything I can give on right now besides a cavalry unit of cataphracts. Oh, the cataphracts thing you specialize the in. The yeah. ovens, right? Those are the things that are big armor that like, ah, just okay. cripple. They just cripple uh, infantry. Yeah, yeah. Right? And um, Jeff says, yeah, that's fine. So he gets an entire uh, just squadron <laughs> legion of, yeah, of yeah. cavalry. And cataphract cavalry of all that. And he heads up, leading the cavalry at the front. Ooh, Eventually, man. Constantine's army and Jeff's cavalry meet in battle. All right. So Jeff realizes Constantine, he doesn't have a lot. He's got some light troops in the, in the front and then a few light cavalry on yeah, yeah. the on the. And the Jeff has basically heavy cavalry. Heavy cavalry. So in a skirmish of cavalry... No Jeff shot. is Jeff's winning. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just the fact that there's the the, the, the troops and soldiers there as well. Yeah, barring like insane yeah. numbers, which we know Constantine doesn't have. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, the uh, Jeff leads the charge for his best friend mm-hmm. to avenge the man he served since he got into the army. Best friend. Okay. Yeah. We can drop the facade. Well, Bailey. they they are still best friends. You could be both. 
with you're talking about Max Simeon, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. You can be both lovers and best friends. That's fair. Exactly. That's fair. Yeah. Like like <laughs> No, uh Jeff headed up north and when they got into that battle, that's the battle stage, all right? Jeff and his cavalry made good gains initially. Jeff went right to through the middle of the infantry line. Yeah. Just just plowed right through um the troops dispersed kind of but he still took out a bunch of troops in the middle there yeah, yeah. uh but they still built a brick wall right after right back yeah, yeah. and the light cavalry started going after jeff mm. jeff jeff's cavalry tried to engage but they just couldn't catch up yeah so eventually jeff f- flanked back around and tried to hit the wing of the army this time okay right, right. but at this stage constantine was able to move his forces into an, a shape like that so when, when Jeff's cavalry hit, so like a shoehorn kind yeah, of yeah. shape. And when Jeff's cavalry hit the wing, or the horseshoe. shoehorn, horseshoe, yeah, curved into a circle. Mm. But the circle, obviously they're infantry. They're not fast enough to block in before the cavalry can get there. Yeah, yeah. But con- that's where Constantine's cavalry run through. Ah. They run through and they hit Jeff's cavalry that is already engaged in, in the infantry. Yeah, yeah. Jeff then looks around and sees that he is surrounded. He gets his spear and puts it on the front, and he charges towards the front line. Realizes he has to go all out just this once. Just this once. Just this once. He charges towards killing many people with his spear as he goes. Dark energy starts crackling. Eventually, in the middle of all of the, the infantry, a spear comes and hits him in between the armor pieces oh, oh knocking him off of his horse winding him as he falls onto the ground that's when the person who stabbed him takes out his their sword he has a huge spear coming out of his like side mm-hmm. and they go down and a bunch of soldiers kill jeff uh, on the battlefield damn jeff lost the battle to constantine but the first the the <laughs> one l yeah, and that, I'll be honest, that's also the first time a Jeff has led a battle yeah, against yeah. an Emperor. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I do like, like that he is... He seems like he did okay. Yeah, so this was also in 312, by the way, that this happened. Maximian okay. got executed in 310, so I forgot to mention that two years passed in, yeah, in yeah. that time. I, right? f- I always figure there's like yeah. a much longer time scope than I would think if this was in modern exactly. day, just because traveling yeah. takes so long. So at the age of 61, Jeff dies in battle. Yeah. It's all right. That's all right. That's all right. All right. That was, uh, yeah. See why I was looking forward to this man, this guy? No, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I uh, I also like am not excited for like the next four episodes that are all just going to be like... <laughs> Just <laughs> nah, it's fine. Like I'm looking forward to them, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Don't expect anything like what yeah. we've seen in the last few. Yeah, yeah. No worry, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I realize it's gonna be. Yeah, this Jeff. He was a farmer. Had a good time. Gosh. Anyway, he died when he was 72, alone in his bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already know the full story of one of the Jeffs next week. We've already oh, covered yeah. his whole life a little bit. Uh, so we just have to go through the youngest son. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, what am I on? Oh, this is... All right. Here we are. You ready to rank them? There we are. All right. Fightus Jeffy Fightus Jeffy Okay, there's a lot here. Let's just start with good, and then I'll go into the bad after. 
initially, he fights all of those barbarians and defeats the usurpers with Probus. Yeah. Admittedly, kind of easy battles, but yeah, like, yeah. still, yeah. still solid. Still life and death. Could have right? lost. Could have lost. Could have Didn't, lost. Although we'll say he wasn't like leading it, so or he wasn't like he was. Still, like, fighting more than the emperors were. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't there, like, in, like, what he would be in later life. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, then they siege the city of Tessaphon and take it. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't know how easy this was. We get no information on it, but it's something that happened. Right? It's a dub. Yeah. And then I would argue this is where, like, even with that, you can get, like, two or three points with just what we've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Right? Easy. Um, and then he headed from there to Gaul. Where they fought big, that big army of Alamanni. Yes. Where uh, Jeff, Maximian, and Diocletian annihilate that army. Could not capture the island of Britain. So I guess that's a negative. So we'll just mention it now. Um, then they went. Couldn't get there. Yeah. It's more lost to Mother Nature. Exactly. Which is like fair. Exactly. Um, they also fought the Moors in Spain and Africa. Mm hmm. Uh, those were more skirmishes, though, like, out of any of them. Yeah. Most likely, this is where Jeff learned how to, like, lead. Skirmishes okay. is the best time to learn, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they fought an intensive invasion of the Sahara Desert against the Berbers, which is difficult, right? That is some, like, you yeah, have to watch your... Yeah, that's kind of the insane. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch your, your, uh, your baggage lines and everything, and yeah, you yeah. cannot get lost. Otherwise, you just lost all of your army in a desert. Yeah. You know? Uh, and <laughs> they oopsie. annihilated them. They chased them back to their home, basically, mm -hmm. in South Africa. And I'm kidding. But uh, Not bad. then they went up to Italy, and Maximian retired. Jeff began to train the troops outside of Rome. So he was training regular foot soldiers, uh, similar to what Maximinus Thrax did. Okay. Right? And then after that, he flees, goes to Severus. They besiege the city of Rome. Mm -hmm. Don't know if we count this as a part of fighting, but he does cause the entire army to just com like completely leave Severus. Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're counting like political Yeah, which I think maybe we stuff. count that in success. Right, because that's more successful at what he's done successfully. Which... Right? Yeah, no, success is Jeffius. Well, I think there's a lot of the things that he's done we should put in there. Fair enough. Because um, remember, it's his overall success and yes, his family yes, success, yes, yes, yes. right? So this does, I think, would count. And especially with him being like, that's why I didn't mention the emperor part. That's part of his own personal success. Mm -hmm. Even though it didn't happen, the fact that he was in that position to do it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think the most impressive stuff happens after Severus goes because mm -hmm. uh, they like they siege out severus he does uh it is an, an almost an impenetrable place because it's on a it's like a like a bog mm. swamp cliff thing oh yeah not it's crazy right um and then the biggest thing is that they beat the roman emperor galerius in a pitch mm -hmm. battle which might not have been as big as maybe like i don't know i feel like this is routing the yeah, barbs in the sahara yeah. desert <laughs> Um, after that, there's no real fighting until Jeff leads a, his personal battle against Constantine. Mm. Although he did lose, I think we need to give him stuff for leading a battle. Yeah. Fighting a Roman emperor. Like, like at least with Maximian and Jeff against yeah, like hilarious. Fighting a battle, even if you lose, still would get you points in yeah. fight against Jeff against. Yeah. It just more just points. Just winning would win. get you more. Yeah. So, uh, man, like... 
That's pretty good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, honestly, kind of close to 10. Me too. I think. I think, you know, because you know what it is. It, it, it's what we've exactly explained, where Jeff 4 didn't do basically any of the f- on-foot fighting. Yeah, yeah, And led bigger armies than this Jeff has. Yeah, yeah. But... Jeff Six never led anything big. He was yeah. just a foot soldier in the yeah. middle, and right? And this guy is like the, the synthesis Whoa. of the two. Yeah, right. He was leading big, like pretty big armies, I, and I, or like troops or legions or whatever. It, it's always hard for me because I know the next Jeffs, but I can't think of a Jeff that does this yeah. as much as he does, right? Like, and even before you say that or anything, like before you even started listing it, I was like, this guy feels like he's probably a ten. Yeah. And that's how I was going through it, because obviously I have to sit on it all week, so I kind of have like some scores on my list this week. No, actually, I only thought about the fighting one. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a prevalent thing in his yeah, story. Yeah, honestly. Right? Um, so yeah, no. Uh, Could it be? I think. I think this is, this is the pinnacle of what we base it around. Yeah. Right? Because the like, there's only one other person in history I could think that does something like him, and that's Jeff the Great in... Later. Later, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the later Jeff the Great, yeah, right? Yeah. And the real Jeff the Great. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it's just, uh, I'm very impressed with him. I know. I expected nothing going into this. <laughs> I expected just a no and a ready to go to the next two fodder ones and then yeah, the next yeah. fodder one after that. And then, you know, so it's just, it, Not, it's like, shocking, yeah. It doesn't even feel like a difficult 10. No. Because it's like... If you it, literally led a cavalry unit against an emperor. The one, the emperor, spoiler alert, who wins this overall civil war that's about to happen. He's the last one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Constantine will be the last one out of all of the Tetrarchy. Not bad. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I mean, right? And then the fighting in the Sahara Desert, we've never seen that before. Sacking the city of Tessaphon. Yeah, honestly. Beating Galerius and Severus, if you want to count that siege. Mm-hmm. If we want to count politically fighting, he lost to Maxentius. But again, I just think that positives outweigh that small negative. Yeah, on it, it's like the, the would, negatives are so little. It's like if we were just counting positives, he would have like 17 points. And it's like, oh no, he had five points of losses. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so um, yeah, I'm going 10. I'm going 10. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I know, and it's, it's like not even like a little bit of a doubt in my mind. Do you see what I mean? When we were doing the first two Jeffs, and I'm like, dude, I promise we get... No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I promise we get something more. All right. A program idiom. Now, there's not actually a... Okay, it might not seem like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. We have one idiom, main idiom, from the very beginning, when he licked the frickin' yeah, gruesome the... molding carcass of, oh, of Nemerian yeah. over a dare. <laughs> Never lick green substances, kids, that you find on the ground. <laughs> oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah, so I think we can give him some points there for idiom. The rest of it is just he betrayed Aper, whatever. Yeah. He did try and revolt against Constantine at the end. By claiming that Constantine was dead, which is some opprobrium. That, that's also pretty stupid. It is, yeah. And I, a, okay, the reason it's so stupid is because of when they did it. Yeah. Right? Like, you guys were already down. Constantine already suspected something It was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just dumb. Yeah, they're, they're, they didn't have much going no. for them. No. Um, but conspiracy. other than that, uh, would you count betraying Severus? Not really. Yeah. No, um... Yeah, 
it's, it's there's like not a whole ton, honestly. No, it's it's actually for once just the idiom that yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. going on here, right? So that means I'm going below five. Yeah, for sure. No, the, I'm thinking. I had like three in my head. That's literally what I was just thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just, he, just weren't like because he was so he was willing to be so loyal. Yeah. It's like if you if you just put Jeff at like, um, what am I trying to say here? If you just have Jeff at like who he was loyal to as his base, like he didn't really cause many problems no. for them. And the problems it's not he caused... surprising that he betrayed Severus. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Are you gonna fight the person that your best friend and your lover and your your commander that you've been with for over two decades at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. It's right? like, like Severus should have seen that coming. Yeah, if anything, right? It was stupid for Severus to put him in charge of anything. Yeah, right? exactly, and, exactly. And that's why Constantine didn't. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, and it's so, and it's also why Maxentius didn't. Yeah. Right? So it's just they knew, right? Um. Okay, yeah, six it is then for Probian Idiom. He just, yeah. And um, I could name a lot of very sane things and smart things that he does, right? I guess you, you could, could say you his could maybe say Aper. You could say his suicidal attack against Constantine. He, there's no way he could have won that. Okay. There is no way. Like, it was a su- Maxentius, I didn't mention it, but Maxentius knew this was a suicide mission. Uh, and and Jeff probably didn't care. He already knew. knew. Yeah. He's he'd lost his best friend. I'm pretty sure at this stage he was done. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, he was just like I'm going to I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah, but and that's why I wouldn't call it a stupid decision because he yeah. did it knowing the the cause and knowing how he wanted to go out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 6 is good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah overall. It's, it's fine. Successes Jeff. Successes Jeffies. Now, this one's weird. Yeah. Because you have to think about it in certain ways. Because obviously you get a base amount of points if it doesn't get worse. Yeah. And I would argue it definitely doesn't get worse. No, no. Especially since if you remember beginning, he started with basically nothing after their father abandoned the empire. Yeah. Uh, And they had to grow from that. He ended up leaving. And getting to the point where it wasn't out of the question for him to be an emperor. Yeah. Now, Jeff Five was brought up to be an emperor. Yeah. But this time the Senate said yes, and they were in the middle of the preparations when Maxentius came in and disrupted it and, and declared himself emperor, right? Yeah. So there was political fighting that he lost there, but he still got to that point. He now has land in more places in the empire than any other Jeff has. Yeah. He has his estates in Dalmatia, uh, his father's estates that when he died, right? He has estates in Rome, which are from his son. Mm-hmm. He also has estates in Carthage because he spent five years there, and in Gaul. Not right. Bad. So like he's expanded in terms of the Jeff Empire. Yeah. The the yeah. Right. Um, big negatives though. His dynasty's done. His sons yeah. will die. They're, that's not his fault. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Right. But um. That's that's that feels like that's more something for for the sons to yeah wrestle with yeah. He he had he had two kids. He, he had two he, kids. If we're just running it by purely the numbers, statistically, he did more to secure the the continuation of the dynasty than like the last three Jeffs. Yeah. So he did. Yeah, he did have a good succession thing. Um, That's a good show, by the way. I've been watching it. Which anyway, one? Succession. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw. It. I don't know what yeah, it's yeah. about though. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's uh, good. I don't know. I'm actually like I'm not. In nine or ten territory? No, not at all. I'm thinking more seven. Yeah, yeah. Because he's made gains. Yeah. He's done stuff good for the family. He's expanded things. But 
there hasn't really been massive amounts of like you're yeah. already high up yeah i right? was honestly i was gonna go with like a six yeah that's totally fine because what like you'll see especially at the beginning of the next dynasty they start basically with nothing again mm-hmm. right because it's a different branch they're still senatorial because yes, yes. the family yeah, yeah but it's uh and then when we get into the crisis of the jeffs they start really Ooh, all right uh, yeah the crisis of the jeffs start around jeff 10 or jeff 12 Jeff 12, it's Depending for sure. Depending on who you ask. For sure, by Jeff 12, it's happening. Yeah. And it stays until about Jeff 15. Oh, damn. And there's also four or five unnamed Jeffs in that time. All right. That don't do great. Right? Don't spoil it too much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so seven, six. Thirteen. Thirteen. That sounds good to me. Tempest Aegeo, 61. Which, I believe, actually, another Jeff died at 61. Right? Yeah, Could yeah. be wrong. Uh, so... 61 divided by 20? Yes. 3.05? Nope. Apparently it's Oh, no. Song. It's just like, it was like pretty close though. 61 divided by 100? That's not, that's not it at all. No, 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 no. no. I don't know. So 3.05. 3.05. Oh, other one. Oh, yeah. 3.05 for Tempest Agio. All right. Deathicus Jefficus. I'll be honest. This is my favorite death. It's pretty good. Personally, it's pretty like, good. It's not my favorite overall Jeff death, but it is definitely my favorite so far. Yeah, no, it's and it's not bad. It might not be my favorite, but he has two deaths. He has two death stories. The first one where he's executed by beheading. Oh yeah, after yeah, Maximian, yeah. Oh, and shit, then another yeah. one where he dies in battle, and Ooh. both of them would have been Ooh. good for points. Yeah, and yeah. not only that because Jeff four died in battle. Mm-hmm. But he died on one-on-one combat with a guy who he couldn't have beat anyway. Yeah, yeah. This Jeff, like, charged was in... Was fucking, like, avenging his lover. Yeah, like, he had his all his armor on. He Against was mowing the down. Yeah, right? Like, there's different circumstances. Yeah, he he, he went... didn't lose to Elagabalus' army. <laughs> like, Jeff Ford did. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a... Ooh. Yikes. Uh, at least it's Constantine the Great that you lose to. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> So I'll be honest, as it's not one of my fav, like it, it is one of my favorites overall. Yeah, but yeah. The fact that, and I'll be honest, this second death, I found out about two days ago, mm. because I was I re-listened to all of them as I'm going. Yeah. And there's a three or four second clip of them saying that Jeff is on Maxentius's side and oh. fighting Constantine okay. as a cavalry guy. Yeah, yeah. That I missed. Oh, for shit. five years oh shit so when i found that that's what made it for me i was yeah, like yeah. oh my god this is so sick yeah right yeah. um i i'm thinking nine or ten for me mainly yeah. because if maybe they're not like individually getting nine or ten but for me the com- combination i think yeah I'm that's go that's what nine. i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say it's like, like maybe both of them are like a seven or eight but the fact that there's like this mythology of the two yeah actually i would almost give the one against constantine like a nine or ten alone so it's like if if you wanna i'll if you want if you think you might have one in the future that could top this i would i'll give it a 10 if you want to have a nine or ten because you you kind of hold the knowledge yeah of, yeah yeah the future uh, just for some leeway room 
I think there might be some in the future that we like more. Fair enough. Just in general, like more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's not this cool, but I think we'll like it more. Yeah. I, I honestly think next act, next week's is just a winch and the, the goat. We'll get more into that. Yeah, that's all. That's pretty. I'm, that's interesting. I've already decided you're getting over five for dying to a winch that's and a goat. That's fair. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. Um, I'll give it a nine if you give it a ten. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now that is um, every week. <laughs> every week. I think it's five by twenty, right? Or five? Five. Five by five, really? Yeah, yeah. Five by four, maybe. It'll, the max is five, right? And we give it twenty points. So four. twenty divided by four would be five. Yeah, so it's divided by four. Yeah, divided by four. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen divided by four. Fuck if I know. That's yeah, it's a lot of math. I know. It's all. It's, it's funny thing is, is it's going to be one decimal placement like off because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. only one decimal placement away from yeah, the, yeah. the actual one. There's the rounds. Nineteen divided by four. 4.75. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. 4.75. So 26, 39, 42, 46, 46.8. 46.8. He is in. Oh, he does beat Jeff 6. Ooh, oh, wow, really? Points plus 13 plus. Just making sure. Yeah, that's fair. 4.75. Yeah. 46.8, baby. 46.8. That puts him in fourth. I I feel like this is going to be the end of the streak, but he (laughs) will be the last one in this streak. For a while. And I I was thinking about uh, it because this does feel weird with all of them getting it. In the Presidency's podcast, George Washington got it. John Adams didn't. Thomas Jefferson got it. Yeah. James Madison got it. Yeah. James Monroe got it. John Quincy Adams got it. Yeah. And Andrew Jackson got it. Yeah. That's... And that's when they hit their drought of people yeah, not getting yeah, yeah. it. We're about to hit a few droughts. Yeah. Um, and as you can see, this is a very successful dynasty. Yeah, God. <laughs> that's not bad at all. What, it was 46.85, was it? Fucking Jeff 2, eat your heart out. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I almost need to retroactively give it to him. You know what? You were part of the <laughs> dynasty, man. Like... Again, it does feel weird that the only Jeff that didn't get it is the one that got them out of slavery. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Maybe do better than 13.4. Exactly. Let's see if uh, Jeff 2 if Jeff two can stay, uh, if he can not be last next week. Maybe. Because there's two Jeffs coming up. Ah, oh, so he's doubled the chances. Yeah, there's Jeff the Younger and Jeff the Youngest. And we'll be yeah. doing both of them next week. Easy. One after another. Easy peasy. Uh, Jeff the Younger first. Jeff the youngest. It's gonna be a long title for the episode. That's fine. I think we'll just put Jeff and Jeff. JTY and JTYR. Yeah, that's why we have J Anus and J Enus coming eventually. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, it just sucks like when they don't. It's not even a discussion. Nah. Right. Like. I I, I comfortably would 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 be happy arguing for Jeff seven against people like Jeff five and Jeff three. Yeah. Oh, right? absolutely. Like absolutely. I would happily argue that he's like like I don't know. I it's I think it's the thing that caught me off guard is that I'm so impressed by it because mm-hmm. as I was going it was just like one thing after another and I'm like, "Oh my god." And that's what I mean. Like all those dates, they worked because they all happened within a short amount of time. Yeah. And then whenever we didn't have anything to talk about, I went into what Diocletian was trying to do, yeah, yeah. right? And the tetrarchy. Now, this is uh, favorite era. And so we'll leave it with this. Yeah. Diocletian is retired. Maximian is dead. Constantius is dead. Severus is dead. Galerius is becoming sick in the east. Ooh. Maximinus Dia is pissed. 
because he is being crossed over so many times. Constantine is currently invading Italy to fight Maxentius. Yeah, yeah. And Licinius is currently looking around saying, where's my land? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There's five emperors left of the Tetrarchy that are still alive, Mm -hmm. and we actually will not have a Jeff that is with any of them. Oh, damn. So what I'm going to do is attempt to fit it in somewhere so I could just quickly wrap up this saga because we definitely are leaving it like halfway through. A a couple threads loose. So, yeah. And I should say that at this time, Maxentius and Maximinus Dia have allied together. Okay. Licinius and Constantine have allied together. The great. And Galerius is getting sick and watching everything crumble. Diocletian is still alive, watching everything that he worked hard for for the last 20 years fall apart around oh, him. Oh, fuck. Oh. All right, that's what we're going to leave it. Good stuff. Yeah, All right. I think um, what I'll do is as soon as we start tomorrow, I'll just give you a brief rundown of, of how we get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, I think I'll get through both Jeffs because I don't want to spoil what happens. Yep, yep. Because I think I can actually do it with Jeff the youngest. Yep, yep, yep. I, I believe I can tie all that in sounds good so yeah hell yeah but yeah uh only thing to say is uh with that uh thank you for tuning in listening downloading all that jazz yeah uh leave a review if you'd like it's appreciated uh preferably higher in stars but uh i don't know or care if that yeah yeah. metric so Uh, fuck it throw whatever you want on there um you You can can find us on follow us on x on x uh, on Twitter, on Twitter, at Pax America's so Pod, P A X A M E R I C U S Pod. Yeah. Uh, or you can follow us individually, me at Alsatoric, A L S A T O R E C, or uh, me at uh, B A Fawcett, F A W C E T T. Or you can follow us on the Facebook group, Totals Groupium. Uh, there's so many cool people in there, and they're so cool. You have no idea. If you're not in there, you're not cool. You're not cool. Damn, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and you can follow us on Podbean, iTunes, all that stuff. Yeah, not Bruce. Stitcher. Not Stitcher. Yeah. Not Stitcher. You cannot follow us on we'll Stitcher. We'll say that like one more time and then it'll not be funny. Well, anymore. because. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll say it until the end of August. Ah, yes, yes. Because yes. Stitcher's going out this month. Yeah, so you still get an episode in September that has it, but no, it well, was we, recorded no, we'll, in August. Yeah, well, we also don't have anything uploaded on Stitcher. Yeah, fair enough. Right, we could. I couldn't figure it out, so I gave up. <laughs> good, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, Podbean. Um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, various other podcatchers. Again, if you know of one that um, we're on, but we don't announce, it's just because we straight up don't know. Yeah. We uploaded it to like two websites and we don't know where else it goes. Oh, yeah. Um, and still, hopefully, working on YouTube, it just takes a lot of time to figure out how to do that when you're not proficient with editing software. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that'll be all for us this week. Thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, see you next time. What is that green stuff on the ground? I dare you to taste it.